0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
0: Sustained effort and violence. There's local politics, bud.
2: I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree?
1: Was
2: that supposed to be funny?
1: Cool, neat story. It can be a total goat rodeo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in
3: to this Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios on a victory Thursday. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 four point one in washington we're on 12 59 30 you can find us online pr927fm.com and watch the show on facebook live and on youtube would love to hear your thoughts on last night's pirate victory over the tulane green wave if you were there it was a lot of fun if you watched it on tv you saw it if you missed it shame on you but you got plenty of opportunities to see this team in action Throughout the remainder of the college basketball season. What a fun night for those that saw it in Minji's Coliseum. And we will break that one down coming up in just a few minutes. We'll talk about it later. Uh, saw a celebrity sighting last night. Touchdown Tony Collins was at the game. Uh, we will uh, talk to Tony Collins uh, coming up in hour number three along with Troy D. We'll talk some more college basketball with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau he's up in pennsylvania follows temple closely temple pulling off a big win last night in the american on the road at ucf that'll be the matchup coming up this weekend the owls and the pirates so we'll uh, get jeff's early line projection on that game and uh talk more college basketball we'll talk some baseball too ryan meadows of course the coach out of north pitt Pitt County Post 39 coach putting together another year of the Down East Baseball Pitchers and Catchers Camp. And uh, some big names going to be in Eastern North Carolina as instructors for that. We'll talk about all the details with Ryan Meadows coming up at 4 o'clock. Also, Mully will join us to uh, to talk about his Packers being the top team in the NFC. We'll talk Bama, Georgia. We'll talk Pirate Hoops and more with Mully in our number one full house today. With Shirley Rhodes and C.J. Schaefer in Studio B, a big dog appearance as well. And uh, Chandler Honeycutt to my left inside the Pirate Radio Studios. What's up, Chan Man? What's up, Clipper? How about them pirates? Man, we were hyping 213 last night, baby. It was, uh, yeah, we we had a lot of, uh, we had Malcolm Gray come by. He didn't say, could you be quiet, please? He said, could you get loud, please? Thank you. Yeah, and he actually got
4: loud with us. He did. Uh, Justin Bear was with us.
3: Yeah, nobody knows who that is. Yeah. Oh, I do. Well, but other than that. Oh, bear with us. <laughs>
5: uh,
3: Starting out early? That was uh, that was just in time. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wow. stop. When I get started, I can't stop. Uh, we had a lot of fun last night. Your dad was with us? Clip Rock Jr. was there uh, as well. Uh, so, man, uh, a lot of fun last night in Menchie's Coliseum. Pirates win it 88-80. to 80. In overtime. How would this team come out after such a long layoff? Playing a team that has been playing and that is 2 and 0 in conference play. Well, the Pirates came out hot and playing some good defense as well. Great rebounding. The best passing I've seen from an East Carolina team in a long, long time. What was the stat at halftime? Like 16 assists on 17 made shots, I believe, for East Carolina in the first half. So they were. For a team that hadn't practiced together in a while, they sure looked like uh, they were used to playing with one another. But to recap last night, you have to start with Tristan Newton and work your way down. Tristan Newton, out of nowhere, a monster second half and overtime. Four points at the half, finishes the game with 32, five of nine from deep, most of those coming late in the game in clutch situations, and he was the star last night. And it, it really came out of nowhere. Not not that he hasn't had a lot of points before, but in the context of last night's game, his performance in the final, I don't know, three, four minutes of regulation into overtime was phenomenal. It was one of the best individual performances we've seen at the end of a game for an East Carolina player in a long, long time.
4: I mean, when we say that it was the Tristan Newton show, we really mean it because all 14 points that the Pirates scored in overtime were was from number two, Tristan Newton, including the number, the three ball to tie the game, to he, uh, head into overtime against the Green Wave. So uh, it was just unbelievable the way that Tristan Newton just basically went unconscious and said, hey, everybody get on my back and we're going to win this game. Pirates outscored the Green Wave 14-4 to in overtime.
5: No, Tristan. Or, Newton, excuse me.
4: Go yeah. ahead, Shirley. What was the score?
5: Uh, well, Tristan Newton outscored Tulane fourteen to four in overtime.
4: So, Pirates get it done last
3: night, thanks to Tristan Newton. Tristan Newton, the, the ECU men's basketball Twitter put up a, a scoring log from Newton uh, in OT. He made a three-pointer to tie the game at 76. He made two free throws to tie the game at 78. Made a jumper to give ECU the lead. Made another two to give ECU a three-point lead. Then made a three to give ECU a six-point lead. And then a couple more free throws. So he was the offense. And uh, a lot of... How many of those shots were contested? How many of those shots... They were contested. uh, (laughs) Oh, they were in his face.
5: Well, that that three-pointer that uh, basically, uh, I think, either tied the game...
3: In, at the end of regulation, at the end of, tied the game. no no no
5: the one where he threw it from basically the bathroom.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I was mean, that all the, of them that were was in deep.
5: overtime? I think because yeah. the one that tied the game was on the opposite uh, wing.
4: Yeah, the one that put the game away in overtime, he was I think he was sitting beside Eric Ward and Morgan Ayler's at the scores table and threw that. Yeah,
5: I, I was telling Chandler I was watching the game at home, and uh, I it was like twenty I think it was like twenty six seconds left. And Tulane was up by three, and I kept saying, I was like, this game's over. This was- game's over. That's the, I, Because at that point, I think uh, ECU was uh, in the fouling situation, was trying to force free throws and that type of thing. So I was trying to, you know, and I was like, this game's over. And then especially after you had two for both teams – two tulane shots hit a
3: couple of daggers well
5: yeah that, but that, you that, had shots that went in the rim oh and they came back out well
3: newton had one yeah fade away yeah
5: the fade away is what i'm talking about and then Tulane and had a chance to win the game and hey,
3: credit to tulane for that play they ran at the end of regulation the, it was the
5: christian, grant hill play a perfect christian Lightner.
3: yeah uh thomas hill to grant hill um excuse me right no it to was christian grant leitner.
5: no it was grant hill to christian I, I
3: meant to leitner but was it okay so I grant hill was thomas th- hill was on the bench going
5: oh, oh my god, god. Oh yes my god. that would be You're thomas right. hill
3: grant hill to leitner so right at the free throw line dude turns shoots rolls all the way around the rim i don't know how it didn't go in it's of the top jeff charles told tristan newton in the post game during the interview well, the Pirates must be living right uh, for that shot to, <laughs> to not fall. Um, how And and Newton at the end of regulation, that three, a lot of these shots were not like in rhythm or like no. off screens or even open. They were just, all right, we need a bucket. A we pirate. need it now. Just put it up. And, and he just buried him. I
5: man. mean, it was some great ball movement, but they were moving it around. And then when Tristan got the ball, it was almost like for a half second or so, it looked like maybe he was thinking about, you know, passing the ball. And then he just threw it up, and it was nothing but net. And I was like, holy cow, we just tied the ball game.
3: Johnny said Newton scored 25 of the Pirates' final 32 points, wow. including the final nine. That's so, just
5: insane.
3: Stat to consider there. Uh, other heroes from last night. Uh, How about 11 assists from your guy, Brandon Suggs? Well, stat sheet stuffer, Brandon Suggs, (laughs) and I am a Brandon Suggs guy. As Redbeard pointed out last night, day one. I was down from day one. Uh, Brandon Suggs last night, 12 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 3 turnovers, and probably maybe the worst play of the season where he drove in on four guys, jumped, and then came down with the ball and traveled. Make up for it. (laughs) But that's what you get. When you're a Brandon Suggs guy, you take the good with the bad, and he stuffs stat sheets. He takes charges. I don't know how many charges he took last night. He was a great player. He had two steals as well. I I said to uh to Chandler and, and Justin during the game last night, if you take away if three point shooting and really shooting in general and turnovers were not a category, Brandon Suggs would be an All American. <laughs> Fact or fiction?
6: <laughs> we not Fact.
3: agree? Uh, don't even answer that. Fact. Um, and are you a Brandon Suggs guy? I've been... Uh, yes or no? I know not, the answer. Currently, yes. No, that's not how it works. So last night, and I got to give you credit for this, Chandler. You, you didn't say, I, I want to be a Brandon Suggs guy again. You said you wanted to get back on the Sugg boat. I want to get back on the Sugg boat. Sug <laughs> <Hey>. Sugg, <Suck, suck. laughs> the Sugg boat had pulled into port and you wanted to jump back on now as the president of the Brandon Suggs guy fan club no I'm not letting you back on because you got why'd you get off to start with frustrations this is not a ride at carowinds where you can jump on and then get off you stay on the ride the ride. Suck, suck. And you hear that suck boat slowly creeping by, and you're there. I want to get on. Suck, suck.
6: Please stop, stop. <laughs> the tug
3: the suck boat sound effect might be my new favorite sound effect. We have. Suck, suck. It gets funnier every time you play it. <laughs> Put me on that Sugg boat. Now, you're not the only one that is a non-believer. There are others. There are there are real haters out there in the world, and I don't use that as like a... a Vic. This is a, a true hater. When they text you uh about a, a turnover that Brandon Suggs had during a game. See, now, I did not do this. That was not you. That was somebody else. I don't want to call out their name, but I, don't, I didn't receive a text for the 11 assists or the 6 rebounds or the 12 points or the charges he took. I got a text about a turnover that he had. Fair weather, idiot! That is that is the definition of a hater. And for people like uh, Stephen Igo to do that is outrageous. And I don't want to <laughs> oh. say who it was or, or when it happened, but I just want that person to know, Stephen Igo, that I will not stand for it. Stephen Igloo? And he'll never... Ever get back on the boat ever again? Hey, Clip, why are you
7: saying Steven Igo? Is there a relation between uh, that text you got
3: and Steven Igo? I saw Steven Igo last night. Steven Igloo. I don't know. What, why'd you bring him up?
7: I don't know. I thought I heard you say it. I could have just been in my head.
3: No, I was talking about Brandon Suggs and Chandler, and okay. I didn't say any other names.
7: Oh, so Chandler sent the text?
3: No, Chandler did not send the text. I, I did not send I'm the not text. I'm not going to say who sent the text. I did not send the text. But anyway,
4: I'm
8: a dork.
3: <laughs> uh, just, uh, just some sug, some.
4: Uh... And this particular guy, like, for some reason, doesn't like to get up <laughs> in hype it situations whoop. in Minji's Coliseum. <laughs> Even though I'm sitting there waving my arms, come on, let's go. We had some great refuses uh,
5: to get on the sugboat. boat.
3: Sug, sug. Any opportunity we have to play the sug boat. <laughs> <Man>. Sug, sug. <laughs> Chandler did whip that out during the game last night. and Whoa! It, I'll say it again. Chandler whipped it out last night at the game. Whoops. And it gave me a chuckle. <laughs> That's a true statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you, you said uh, you wanted to get on... Can I get back on the sugboat for Suck, uh,
4: naming the sugboat? SUG. I mean, the guy that named the Titanic and made the Titanic,
3: they let Sank. him on the boat. You want to get on the Titanic? <laughs> no, I want to get on the sugboat. boat. <laughs> Sugg, <Suck, Suck. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I give you full credit for naming it, but you can't... But I'm
4: still going to let it, But you can't drive the but, boat. But I'm still going to watch it go by, as it says... Suck, suck. You name it, I claim it. Man, look at that sug boat that I named and made. <laughs> suck, suck. Now you're, and off. you're just on there having a martini.
6: <laughs>
3: looking at me. Me and looking giving at Giving me the bird. I'm just giving the finger to all the haters on the shoreline. <laughs> giving me the bird. <laughs> suck, I'm
4: having a ball suck. out here. You know, in the Titanic, they're all waving goodbye. <laughs> You're
3: just giving the bird. <laughs> Double birding everybody who's a non-believer out there.
4: Hey, I don't like cocky clip.
3: <laughs> I'm not a, hey. This isn't about me. This is about Brandon Suggs and the Sugboat. How about some believers in the other Brandon on the team
7: with a good 14 and 10 last night? I
3: love me some Brandon Johnson, man. Brandon Johnson in a game, by the way, if you are not well-versed into what took place last night, this was without a lot of big men. Luigi Debo alonzo frank and marlon Liston, who he had been seeing get in action and grab a few rebounds play some interior defense so the pirates were going to be forced to play small last night you got vance jackson who sometimes is allergic to going inside the three-point line uh but he pulled down some rebounds last night i think he had six uh but uh brandon johnson last night uh 10 rebounds for him 14 points And uh, the Pirates did a great job for how small they were last night as a team. Rebounding. Let's see what the numbers say. They had 35. And uh, they out-rebounded Tulane, 35-32. to But a big reason for that was Brandon Johnson.
4: I mean, we've talked about how physical he is. Physical. Physical. Compete. And he does. He loves to compete down there in the paint. But when we had Coach... Jackson on before the season even started we didn't know who Brandon Johnson we was were, really. you know we were kind of throwing out the names that we know Brandon Suggs you're a Suggs guy
3: you're not I
4: am Tristan Newton guy had a big night last night and he said, "Hey, you gotta watch this Brandon Johnson kid." And we were like, well, "Who's that? True freshman." And what we have seen from Brandon Johnson is just absolute physicality. I, he kind of reminds me, and I can't say this because I didn't watch him play he's before my time. Dennis Rodman, the way he just dives on the floor, well, he's fight, he, well, he's fighting for every yeah. rebound. He's you know he's very physical. And uh, he's, he's, on that, he's a double Ma- double machine. I max like. Effort guy. Yeah. So, and he's, uh, Coach Jackson was saying that the guys kind of, he's one of those guys that kind of go hard in practice. And the guys are like, hey, dude, you don't have to Easy. do all that. Yeah. And, uh, it, but it, it, it kind of transitions to the court for the Pirates. And uh, like last night, grabbing 10 rebounds and, that, and, like you said, being down those big guys like Leston and, and, um, and Debo, he was able to step up last night for the Pirates big time.
7: We look a lot at what Tristan did last night, but without what Brandon Johnson did last night, we probably don't win that game anyway. The small ball lineup was, well, you look at the energy that the Pirates came out with last night to start the game, which, what was it, 43 points in the first half?
3: I Had a 15-point lead yeah. in the
7: first half. I feel like I can speak for everybody here when I, could, when I say we didn't expect that, especially uh, – well. Well, you have this you have this I am documented
3: layoff. on Twitter saying ECU first half money line.
7: But, I mean, look,
3: it's neither here Didn't nor there. did you just
7: tell me a couple days ago you weren't the man on fire anymore and now you are again? <laughs> What's going on here?
3: I don't know. Uh, no, to your to your point, nobody had East Carolina jumping out to, to that type of offensive explosion in the first half. Yeah. So, I'll give you that. I did have East Carolina fading in the second half because, unfortunately, that's what we do every game. Yeah. Uh, but they were able to win it in overtime. Chandler, you brought up the worm, Dennis Rodman. I was going to use Dennis Rodman as a comparison on the show today for another player. Who's that? Dennis Rodman. Tay Mosher. Oh. Tay Mosher, with who two came in last night. for was it two had two minutes and had his uh, hand on every ball in the arena. Pause. Play. Is that what they said? Uh, tip balls, rebound, had an assist. Joe Dooley actually gave him credit after the game surely let's hear number six credit look when Mosier came in the first time this year we remember it mm-hmm. couldn't get the ball to court couldn't get the ball out of his hands it was a struggle uh came in last night in, you know key minutes in the first half and was able to give some of the pirate players a rest and and provide some energy and again got in the stat sheet rebound assist had another ball that he tipped that turned into an offensive rebound for East Carolina. And uh, Joe Dooley gave him credit after the game. This is cut six.
0: There's a guy that's been sitting over there all season, and we throw him in there, rebound, he's out there fighting. And, and just as important, he bought us some time, and he helped us win the game because he contributed. I mean, he went out there, he did his job. Uh, I think for these young guys, sometimes you have to learn, that, You know, whether it's two minutes or four minutes, do your job, and then get, they get confidence from the coach also. And he got himself some confidence. Guys are happy that he did well. So, uh, bought us, you know, we got him in around a TV timeout. He got in, got a couple minutes on 30 help It was a good performance
3: by him. That's what you like to see—just guys uh, getting in there and and doing their part and helping the team win. Everybody, look, Tremont Robinson White had an offensive night to forget. He, he was one of three from the field, zero for two from three. Had a bad turnover, but he had four assists. Uh, he had one rebound, but how many he had credited with one steal. I swear he had his hand on, on several tip balls last night. So, you know, everybody factored into that victory last night. Tristan Newton, star of the night, no doubt, for the 32. But everybody kind of did their part, and ECU needed everybody to get that win last night.
4: Absolutely. And J.J. Miles, who is one of the best three-point shooters on this team. and even talked about his play. Hasn't even talked about him. uh, Only one for four from beyond the art last night. He was four for eight from the field, though. But, man, what about the hammer from J.J. Miles and me and Clip in Section 213? It was like we were courtside at the slam dunk contest. Like,
0: oh!
3: It was awesome. He cogged it back on a breakaway and just yammed it and on his head. <laughs> it was one of those where you're like wondering if you believe what you just saw like, i don't i didn't know he could do that and uh he certainly did it i don't know if the crowd in Menjis was reacting to the dunk or reacting to oh my god jj miles just did that it was uh it just came out of nowhere it was nasty brandon johnson had a nice uh long stroll down the lane for a, a nice slam too where he took about two steps from the three-point line and uh throw it down so I, I mean highlights you know clutch shots it was entertainment if you like entertainment head out to Menji's Coliseum. There you go. I mean just looking at the, the the standings
4: right now in the American of course uh the Final Four appearance team Houston atop the conference 2 and 0 in the conference 13 2 overall, SMU 2 and 0, 11 and 3 overall. Behind them at third place, your East Carolina Pirates 1 and 0, 10 and 3 in the conference. Or excuse me, 10 and 3 overall. So, now, here's
1: got to
3: consider. Here's where we are though. Now it is January 6th coming up this weekend it's a saturday game right or yeah, Saturday,
7: saturday
3: afternoon uh saturday afternoon in philadelphia pa against temple this will be east carolina's first true road game of the year they have won one game away from Minji's coliseum it was against old dominion uh, down in myrtle beach outside of that they have lost three games away from Men's, uh, but those games were neutral side games this will be the first true road game. I guess the good news is, and maybe Temple will get some support after their big win last night against UCF. But kind of a uh, a dead sleepy environment uh, up there in Temple. At least it was for their last home game, and that was against top ten Houston or top fifteen Houston. So I don't think there's going to be uh, necessarily a big crowd, uh, you know, booing and jeering the Pirates on Saturday. But it'll still be the first true road game for ECU we
4: were just talking
3: about jj miles and his
4: awesome dunk last night jenny who was baseline taking some awesome pictures last night just sent me this picture shout out to jenny and what a picture that is an absolute poster
3: he's doing like the jordan jump man
4: absolutely about JJ to go miles. up and
3: yam it that was fun all right um last night you you had to count on you were under man, so a lot of guys played a lot of minutes vance jackson shout out to him 41 minutes last night Brandon Suggs not only led the team Thank you. I almost forgot about that somehow. Led the team in assists, six rebounds, led the team in minutes as well, with forty three. Tristan Newton had forty. It was a funny moment after the game. What's wrong with you? I'm just I'm jealous. Well, it's your own fault. I'm
1: you
4: just, realize that. I'm jealous. I'm just sitting here on the port waiting for the Sugg boat to come by. You did I'm this just... to yourself.
3: You realize that. Getting a sunburn by now, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I think I got some sunscreen for you. <laughs> Was that supposed to be funny? Yes. hope the camera didn't get that. <laughs> uh, funny moment after the game, Shirley. This is Brandon Suggs 2, uh, a reporter asking um, – About playing for 40 minutes, you'll hear Brandon Suggs talk first, and then Tristan Newton. They had very different answers to this question. Here you go. How'd you
0: guys
2: feel? Both
0: of you played 40, 43 minutes tonight. I felt. Go ahead. (laughs) That first five minutes, I was, I was like, gonna die. And then I caught almost caught a cramp when I took that charge. My leg cramped up, so I just had to sit there and breathe, and it went away. So it was good after that. I felt fine.
3: <laughs> so uh brandon Suggs took him a while to get the conditioning right tristan newton i felt i felt fine of
4: course he felt fine
3: <laughs> he was felt on fire. fine in overtime <laughs> he was uh <laughs> he was unconscious he was ready to well, play typically
7: people who are unconscious don't feel fine chandler it's not really how wow works.
4: you can't feel anything at all if you're unconscious that's
7: not feeling fine you can't feel anything at all <laughs> i'm not going to argue about unconsciousness <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow really taking them to task right there i like that uh tristan newton wanted to play five more or ten more minutes and score 60 points last night in Minji's coliseum all right a lot more on this game we've got uh, a lot of joe dooley some more newton and suggs comments and uh, we'll we'll fit those in at some point during today's program All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll see if we can track down Mully. We'll talk more hoops. We'll talk some football and a whole lot more when we return on a victory Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back after this.
1: listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Also, follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates update. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's clipper on
3: Alright, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a victory Thursday. <laughs> East Carolina, 1-0 in conference play. 1-0 in 2022. Also undefeated at home this season. The stats to consider. Can they win on the road? Uh, we'll find out for the first time coming up Saturday when they take on the Temple Owls. Let's welcome in to the program right now i might talk a little hoops some football and more mike mullis joins us mully happy new year how you doing man good good how are you i'm fantastic Did you uh watch the pirates at all last night
0: i did not get the chance mm. understand
3: uh played pretty well you missed a, a hell of a show from tristan newton 32 points in the victory over tulane and uh speaking of that mully you are you're uh, you're still in football mode when it comes to sports watching. How how much college basketball have you watched so far this season?
0: Very little, but just kind of in in spurts. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, man, it's probably I'm probably less engaged with it than I've maybe ever been. And part of it is, I'll be honest with you, with the with the transfer portal and all the things that are just kind of putting a bad taste in my mouth as it relates to. The college athletics as a whole, and I watch a game, and I don't know a single name on either team in an ACC game, and I'm like, man, that you know, that's all with an ACC team playing. It's been years since I didn't know anybody on, you know, on these teams. But as football winds down, and there's, you know, we're kind of trending towards spring training. I'll I'll watch a little more basketball, just to kind of feed the the, the the uh
3: the hunger there i totally get that you're not alone in that i kind of join you in that in some regard where i'm still watching the games but i've just kind of put into my brain now that all this is year to year and you know the guys that are playing this year and that doesn't mean they're going to be in the same spot next year but i am completely with you molly and and there are others out there who are uh, agreeing that it was a lot more easy to get into and probably more fun when you knew the starting five you knew a couple of bench guys you knew the head coaches for all these teams and now you're right it's uh, i couldn't name uh players for these other teams uh right now i know east carolina and that's about it to be honest with you
0: yeah you know when it's learning a, a new crowd uh here as well but it, it's just a i don't know man we kind of belabor the point but it's 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 I mean, it's the most interesting time, uh, for good or for bad, that, that I've ever experienced in college athletics. And, and I mean, losing the term of what feels like college athletics is feels like, you know, it's inevitable. So, I, I don't know, man. It's just a kind of a weird deal. You, you kind of just – I don't know the fandom isn't what it once was. I think you could almost pick a team that you like this year and have a great excuse for picking another team next year uh, based off of where your favorite player may end
3: up. <laughs> you know there was a, a trend on that and I don't feel like it was such a thing but in the, the 2000s I'd, especially with LeBron where and there would just be LeBron fans. I, I know there was just like Kobe fans but he was with the Lakers his entire career so I guess you were a Lakers fan but like people would go from Cleveland to Miami to LA depending on who LeBron played for and I was like what kind of fandom is this and now that is becoming uh, more and more popular, and will probably be more and more popular as the uh, the years go along.
0: No, look, man. I, I think the most glaring and interesting example to me in all of college athletics is the Caleb Williams saga, and where where is he going to land? And I don't know if he's announced something today. I've, I've been I hadn't paid attention to any social media, but I, you know, Caleb Williams. I mean, are we going to see a guy that's going to uh, I mean, how many places is he going to play? And obviously he's always going to be marketable. And quite frankly, if he's uh, if he's got somebody advising him from a business standpoint as it relates to NIL opportunities, I mean, just imagine what a young man like that would garner on own, the free agency that is now the transfer portal. So, I, I mean, I just – all this stuff is – Again. Do you
3: remember uh you remember Charlie Batch Molly? He was like a professional backup quarterback for his career. And he'd come in and play pretty good. Do you remember that name?
0: Mm-hmm. Played for the Steelers. And, yep. uh I wanna say Lions play Yeah, but he played college at Florida State, didn't he?
3: No. In fact, um well I don't think so because he is touting this is why I brought him up i saw this tweet last night he sent a tweet he said hey caleb williams have you considered eastern michigan football if not you should game above capital is prepared to pay you one million dollars for one year are you ready to be an eagle see is this this legit like is this how it works now Man, that is that is the epitome of course of the agency. Of course, this stuff used to go on behind closed doors, right? So now it's just out in the open.
0: Did it ever go on for a million though?
3: Maybe not. Maybe five hundred thousand. I don't know.
0: I I mean I don't know either. But I, I I mean
3: There's hey, there was college kids making bank driving cool cars. We know that.
0: Yeah, but that that's my point is that the Caleb Williams thing, I mean, he is as marketable as any athlete in free agency in any sport at any level right now
3: and he's a sophomore it. in college right correct yeah and and how about you know you mentioned williams well a spot opens up at oklahoma i'm talk about guy play a uh, guy playing at a lot of schools uh dylan gabriel moving from ucf uh to he commits to ucla caleb williams out the door and all of a sudden, Dylan Gabriel saying Boomer Sooner. He's going to go uh, join his old offensive coordinator there in Oklahoma. It is it, it is free agency. I heard somebody say uh, on a show I was watching, Pick Central, they said the NBA has the best offseason. I've said, depending on how my the, the Hornets play, sometimes the NBA offseason is way more fun to follow than the season itself, than the actual basketball. They said that now and and you're going to hate this, Mully, but they said college football now has the second most entertaining, maybe first most entertaining offseason in sports for all the wrong reasons, and it's because of what we're talking about right now.
0: Yeah, look, and I've said it before, and I think this is where we're going, where you're going to see the 25 or 30 teams that so desire, if there's even that many that can do it, more or less secede from the NCAA Let them have a pro league. Let it just happen. And then let the rest of us get back to playing college athletics. And, and, I mean, let's return to – at least, you know what, this is crazy. But if we return to the purity of the origin of what college athletics is supposed to be about, that would be a novelty now. Yep. That would be a whole new idea. So let those other teams do what what they're already doing. Let them just, you know, let it, just make it free agency. Let them go handle it and and don't worry about it. Or start a pro league for guys from age 18 to 21. That's a precursor to the NFL and pay them. I mean, you know, if a kid's good enough to go pro out of high school, let them go.
3: I heard a comment too that, you know, maybe some changes were overdue uh, when it came to the the players and, and all that. But we have seen like ten, fifteen years worth of changes in a year or two. Like it, it kind of it hit the nil, and then it just completely went to eleven immediately. You know, like yeah, we didn't really ease our way into this thing. It went from nothing to everything.
0: Clip. I think a lot of it is 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 the effect of COVID, and I don't mean the the you know people having COVID, you know contracting COVID, but you know just the the void that was created in a lot of people's lives for a period of time, and it's almost like uh, it's almost like the machine stopped long enough for people to look at it and go, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, you know. And I, I, I mean, I, it, it's it, it's it's amazing. I mean, it, it truly is. It's it, I mean, the the, the world of athletics, and this is obviously a little redundant and kind of a no kidding, but it, you know, it will never be the same. It is. It is. I mean, the two the two paces out of the two,
3: it'll never be the same. Well, speaking of uh, professional football, maybe the uh, the most entertaining game and, and best played game this weekend will be the championship game between Alabama and Georgia coming up on uh, Monday. And Mully, shout out to uh, to Mike Mullis, two and zero in his forty bowls in fourteen days. Pick uh, spotless record there, Mully. So shout out to you. So who else would I ask? Who's going to win on Monday night, Molly?
0: Man, look, I love Alabama. How do you bet against Alabama? I mean, plus the points <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh my God, I cannot believe Alabama is an underdog in a national championship game. It just it absolutely baffles me. But that, yeah, what are they still at two and a half or something? I, you know, that's just yeah three. And I, I like I like them, and I like the under.
3: Okay. I like it. Mike Mullis throwing out some picks here.
0: Yeah, last thing, I think it was 52-and-a-half. I like the under.
3: It went over last time, but you would think with uh, these teams seeing each other, it's going to be a more, quote-unquote, normal game, the way Georgia plays and, and Bama plays. Um,
0: yeah, no, I think Alabama will squash their offense. And, uh, I mean, I just think I, I just I like the under.
3: Mully, um, has your son signed an NIL deal? I understand that he is uh, Greenville's Randy Moss now that he got some new gloves. Oh, he been... <laughs> Mully said he got his kids some receiver gloves. And uh, y'all, the way you described it, Mully, it sounded like a uh, Marvel movie. Like uh, he got bit by a spider and all of a sudden he had these new skills. Uh, you said he won't drop in anything when he put them gloves on. <laughs> no,
0: Look, man, the gloves are... Uh legal steroids i mean it's amazing it's amazing the difference and you know and look I, I love my son and he's a very athletic and fairly talented young man but he uh he went from a you know a 12 year old that would catch six or seven of ten to a dude that's like catching 100 balls in a row one-handed <laughs> you know funny though, he'll still break out obj he's still you know he'll still uh, break out a, a one-hander, and he'll call it an OBJ or whatever. So. Uh, as long as you don't
3: do any Antonio Browns out there, you'll be all right.
0: No, I w- well, and, and if he does, it'll be the death of me.
3: <laughs> uh, you know what, too, Mully? It's, uh, you know, Deion Sanders had the look good, feel good, play good. It probably helps with the catching, but could be a little confidence booster, too, you know?
0: Well, and I can, it may be a confidence booster, but I can see you with a grip booster. <laughs> they are... They are um, it's it's fun you know what it's fun to watch them have some success and there's no need to be old school gordo go without gloves you know you can't even cite a guy in the nfl or college that has a chance to catch the football that's not wearing gloves i can't think of a one.
3: remember um i think i'm right on this remember webster slaughter the uh browns receiver (laughs) i think he used to go no gloves out there that one went that was way deep in the brain
0: but these gloves were the gloves even when i played we had newman's
8: yeah
3: they
0: were a little bit tacky they were really tacky when you took them out of the package but you didn't have much feel with them they were kind of like wearing a pair of like work gloves but these gloves are skin tight i'm telling you man they are they are legit i mean that's it's uh it's i mean i wish i had an endorsement deal or something.
3: i know it sounds like we're doing an ad right now but really uh If your kid is a five out of of ten guy catching the ball grab him some receiver gloves and and watch the production rise
0: yeah yeah (laughs) ones were uh were grip boosters which I think if my if if my son has told me correctly uh, they are uh, either made by a company that Tyreek Hill owns or maybe Tyreek Hill's the endorser of these gloves whatever but he's all the quote-unquote
3: Tyree Kill glove. Okay, it hadn't made him as fast as Tyree Hill, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. If we figure that
0: one out now...
3: Yeah, watch out. <laughs> Mike is joining us. Mully, uh Aaron Rodgers and and look, th- this is not a, a bash Aaron Rodgers deal because this is not something he brought up or created. This was a an MVP voter saying Aaron Rodgers is a jerk and I'm not going to vote for him. And then Aaron Rodgers is asked to respond to that. So this is not Rodgers on doing, but he says, "Well, that guy's an idiot. Whatever." Uh, I think he said uh, he doesn't like that I'm unvaccinated, uh, or you know. So, and, and it kind of goes back to all the the voting. And I think about baseball. It seems like every year we have the baseball Hall of Fame discussion and who voted for McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, those guys who left them off. I, I don't know the whole voting thing is, is weird to me anyway but just, I guess my question to you is what do you think about a guy who is involved in this awards voting MVP voting that says I'm not even going to look at the numbers the wins losses the touchdowns interceptions I just don't like this dude so I'm not going to vote for
0: him yeah, he should lose his vote
3: it's pretty petty right I mean
0: yeah I don't mean for this year I mean for like uh, how did he even how was he even allowed to have a vote with that mentality it's Look, I mean, you, what Aaron Rodgers has done on the field is undeniable, and uh, you know I don't know anybody that's been more valuable to their team than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was made apparent when we had to watch Jordan Love in there. So I, I don't. Um, I mean, I and I, yeah. I, that that's. I did not fault. And look, even as kind of uh, whatever the distaste I've had for Aaron Rodgers, some of his comments this year and his, his annex. But he, even I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's the MVP. I mean, I, I just don't see where there's even a uh, a potential for, for a disagreement there.
3: Molly, I ask this question every week because the answer can change every single week. And and last week we saw the Cardinals. Kyler Murray does not lose at Jerry World, 8-0 now, high school, college, NFL. And he might have to go back there for round one of the playoffs. Um, who's the biggest challenge? Because it goes through Lambeau. Not that we haven't seen this before, Molly. You're well well aware of that. But who's the biggest challenge to Green Bay getting in the Super Bowl? Your candidates are Dallas, the Bucs and everything they have going on right now. Uh, the Rams or the Cardinals. Like, who are you most nervous about out of those teams?
0: Um, I mean, I just think the Rams are playing really well. I mean, they're they're playing good five in us. a row. Yeah, and and it's not. I mean, it's it's they and they're playing good. You know what I mean. It's not a, they're not limping, and it's not a Cincinnati five and zero. Oh. It's 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 a like they're they're really good. So I mean I, you know I got to give them a nod.
3: Do we? Aaron Rodgers, I guess the MVP, but like Cooper Cup is having, he's got over eighteen hundred receiving yards. At what point do we start to look at him and say, the the, just the numbers he's put up should give him uh, – he's got 138 catches. That's 35 more than second place. His 1829 is over 300 more yards than anybody in the NFL. Why, why don't we give him the award?
0: No, I, I, buddy, I could not agree with you more. He, he's.
3: It's just not a receiver. It's a quarterback award basically, right?
0: That, that's right. That's right. And, you know, the argument can be made that it's – somebody's got to get him the ball – it's harder to be the person that has to get the ball to the guy to be the MVP than it is
3: to get yeah to
0: catch the ball yeah then to the, 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 the be the receiver. So I but I I, I mean I, he he that, there's nobody that's more fun to watch to me than he is.
3: He is always open too. I mean he may he's made some contested catches and everything, but you talk about a guy that just knows where to go. It seems like he's always running free and then can do some stuff after the catch. He's he's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean he. he uh, I, and I don't even know where you would find a comparison like to go. Oh, he's just like right. Uh, so, I mean, he's kind of his. You know, he's, he's kind of his own beast, and has created of his own genre of, of how to play. Um, you know, play the position. I, I, I do, man. I thoroughly enjoy watching him and, I, and and that whole team. I mean, that's they're good. I mean, they're 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 legitimately good.
3: Mike Mullis joining us. Mully, it's kind of a a light time for golf. Uh, Anything we need to know about? looks like they're playing today in Hawaii, I believe. Are you you following the PGA Tour, or does that come later in the calendar year?
0: No, 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 no. They're they're cranking off. It's the uh, first tournament. You'll have some big names in this. Everybody in this is a winner. Uh, From the previous year, it's a no-cut event.
3: Oh, okay. I was wondering why I recognized uh, all these names. So it's a smaller field, but a, a good field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. And I mean, I've heard it discussed, you know, some of these guys are out there taking it very, very seriously. Some of them have their family's living. They're kind of treating it like they're on vacation. Some of them are just kind of trying to knock the rust off their game. So, I mean, I, you know, but, but it's a, um, I mean, it's a great event. I, I love watching it. It's uh, well, a beautiful place. I mean, obviously it kind of goes without saying, but it, I mean, it is just a, it, it's a beautiful golf course and, you know, and here we go again. You know, won't be long. We get, you know, get through January, and then we'll start seeing, the, you know, the advertisements for the Masters. And
3: Oh, well, yeah. Everything. I've already seen them. I already saw them this weekend.
0: I don't doubt it. Yeah, I missed them, but I don't doubt it.
3: Uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, Molly, we'll talk to Ryan Meadows at the Downies Baseball Pitching and Catching Camp, and that reminds me of a, a local name that is in the news again that we've talked about uh and pirate radio linked this story from si.com uh clayton mccullough back in the news the first base coach for the dodgers and uh there's a story about him potentially going to the mets now his name had been discussed about a managerial spot there buck showalter is the manager but there's a quote in the article mully that says by adding mccullough uh, who turned heads in his first introduction with Mets brass? The team would essentially be putting a potential managerial successor to show Walter in place. So, if you wonder why McCullough would go from the Dodgers to be a bench coach there with the New York Mets, maybe that's why he would make that decision. I, I guess some speculation here, but again, great to see his, uh, his name in the headlines.
0: Yeah, man. And I mean, I've never met a better, uh, more genuine guy in the game. Than than Clayton and and you know that it it didn't come by accident. His his parents are are awesome folks, and obviously, you know Clayton grew up around it with his dad having the unbelievable career he's had in professional baseball. But I mean, you you know that that's the opportunity. You know, at first you're like, God, don't do the bats, man. Is that suicide? <laughs> but you got to feel like you know Showalter be a pretty good guy to learn from. Uh, obviously. Uh, he's, you know, I think if Buck Showalter calls uh, somebody or endorses you uh, to anybody in professional baseball, I, I think it's probably about as high a praise as you can, you know, as you can get. So, uh, and obviously, no question that Clayton would would do his job at the highest level. So, I mean, really cool to see. I think either way, the inevitability is that Clayton's going to end up being uh, a manager in the big leagues, uh, probably in relatively short order, and yeah, uh, we'll. Most likely have a great career as as he has all along. I mean, why would you expect anything different? So, uh, yeah, really cool deal there for him, and uh, you know, really excited for like I said, one of the one of the one of the greatest dudes that you'll ever meet uh, in or out of baseball.
3: Mully, enjoyed the chat. Have a great weekend, man. We will uh, catch up with you again next week.
0: Sounds great, buddy.
3: Have a good one. There he is Mike Mullis joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap up. Hour number one. Ryan Meadows is going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up at 4 o'clock. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
1: two of pirate radio live now back to the show
5: welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it expert since 2006 university pc care is the local tech support experts for any of your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit them at universitypccare.com to learn more today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
3: Alrighty, back with you here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, wrapping up Hour 1, coming up at 4 o'clock. Ryan Meadows will talk about the 2022 Down East pitcher and catcher camp coming up later on this month. You still have time to sign up. We'll give you all the details. But Ryan did ask, uh, and we have a couple minutes here during the break about how my fantasy seasons went, and uh, not good. I'm in two leagues, made the playoffs in one, was quickly ousted, and then in the league I run, I seem to never make the playoffs. The uh, sports bar league. Uh, congratulations to Jake who uh, won that one. So let's go around the horn real quick. Uh, Chandler, fantasy. You started like zero and seven or whatever. So I'm assuming you didn't make I the playoffs.
4: Fin- I finished with like four wins. All right, missed the playoffs.
3: Not, not so you. You did an anti Panthers. <clears throat> yeah, started, started slow. slow
4: and then <laughs> finished strong.
3: All right, CJ, get in here. How'd you uh, tell us about your fantasy story this year? What'd you do?
7: had a uh, derrick henry in a lot of my leagues oh. so yeah i'll i'll let y'all come to that conclusion it wasn't good
3: it's about your draft but more so than that it's a it's about luck it's about who you can sign and also health uh and if you lose the derrick henry i had alvin Kamara in the league that i struggled in and he missed uh, a lot of a key part of the season so ryan how'd you do this year ryan meadows uh two
2: semi-final appearances okay not bad uh, yes second in the league got the two seed um very promising and then i ran into the (laughs) dallas defense in both leagues that one like 100 point week they had a couple weeks ago they just went went off i
3: don't recall who that game was against who did dallas play that oh yeah that was the washington football team because i got texts from other people who were in the semifinals and Uh, guy sent me a text and said hey i'm playing against dak prescott and he is absolutely killing your washington football team and then you're on the flip side of that you got you're you're up against dallas's defense who is scoring touchdowns and just a a a bad night uh for me and for a lot of fantasy players so there you go another fantasy season in the books hoping to play some uh fantasy baseball but i don't know if there's going to be a league to actually have points and stats so that's a bit concerning. Where are we at with that, Ryan? Yeah, fantasy college baseball? <laughs> yeah, that would be
6: cool. That would be
3: awesome. <laughs> I'm going to get uh, Wisenhunt and, and Moylan and, and win some games. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. We'll figure something out. College baseball will be a go, and uh, we'll be talking more about that as we get closer to it. As Shirley uh, said yesterday, Carson Wiz and Hunt mm-hmm. was on the perfect game preseason All-America team, correct? That is correct. So looking forward to another year of Wiz on the mound. Likely your. Friday starter for ECU I would assume you would think so yeah yeah
5: I would think so heading
2: into the year so I we're hope there. not I hope we got two guys better that we don't know about that would even. be pretty awesome. awesome yeah we're gonna that s- would even be better and have yeah. with Sunday? we're gonna
1: bump us yes. to oh, Sunday man.
3: for these other guys good point uh Ryan uh we'll get into uh baseball with you of course the head coach out at North Pitt uh we'll see what's up uh I'm planning on some Legion ball 2022 uh God willing I hope so. I hope so. A good I, deal. Can't, can't plan too far out now but true we're planning on it. And uh we will also talk about the Downey's pitcher and catcher camp coming up January 29th and 30th. We'll have all the details with Ryan Meadows when we return kickoff hour number 2 of pirate Radio Live. We will be back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And as we head back into the show clip, a little piece of news. Congratulations to Harold Varner Third who uh, won the first ever Tito's Shorties Classic. He did a little showboating and hold a putt with one hand, and he finished with 18 points and earned $180,000 for his charity, the HV3 Foundation. So wow, congratulations to Harold.
3: I was going to ask, did he win like a lot of vodka or took home uh, some money for a charity? Yeah, uh, for charity. That's better, yeah. Congrats to HB3. Not playing on the tour this week, as we just learned from Mike Mullis. This is a winner's event from last year, and Harold has done everything but win. He is right on the cusp looking for his first PGA Tour win. Hopefully that comes in 2022. That'll be fun to follow this year. All right, uh, joining us uh, once again inside the Pirate Radio Studios is Ryan Meadows. Ryan, you're a uh, an athlete. Do you pick up the golf clubs? you a golfer at all?
2: Uh, I used to a lot before I had children. Okay, and I've tried to get them into it, you know, for the, the dad excuse to to kind of get out there, and they just never really got into it. <laughs> All right, there so. you go. Uh,
3: I'm going to use that excuse too. Yeah, I could have been good, but you know, my 12 year
2: old. Yeah, I love it. I just wish play. my kids loved it more <laughs> to get me out there more.
3: All right, uh, you are a baseball guy, and the 2022 Downey's Pitcher and Catcher Camp is coming up on January 29th and 30th and let's get all the the who what when where why out first uh ryan tell us about this camp
2: yeah sure uh it's our third annual uh down east pitcher catcher camp uh it is january 29th and 30th 2022 uh it's for grades 3 through 12 so there's certainly a lot of uh different skill levels and uh you know variations of stuff we're going to do uh it's at north Pitt high school uh, you can register online. It's a turnkey process. Register and, uh, and pay for the camp at Uh, uh Again, it's uh, 29th and 30th. The cost is $125. If you register before January 14th, we'll include a free camp T-shirt. And uh, that also includes lunch for all campers on Saturday uh and a lot of big names here which there
3: always is with these down east camps that you put on and we uh talked to you at the end of 2021 with the hitting camp hopefully that was another success great success yes sir and uh looking forward to a big one coming up with the pitcher and catcher camp and uh your lead instructors include um a, a professional catcher and coach jake lowry and uh for the the pitcher side of things sean armstrong former pirate and we've had sean on the show before. And uh, my favorite, like, odd Sean Armstrong story was he was uh, involved in a battery coming up with Justin Hardy, where Hardy was his catcher and he was the pitcher. We love to hear that story wow. from uh, Sean Armstrong, Eastern North Carolina guy. But uh, Sean Armstrong now, uh, who is, who, who did he last pitch with in the pros? Do you remember, Ron? He's been
2: uh, around. He was with Indians, the Orioles, the Orioles yeah. this year and and raised i believe i believe he got traded mid-year
3: yeah so he's a guy that's been around a long time you get great instruction from that and all the the area coaches as well we'll go through some of the list but but great uh that you can bring these big names and and kids are hearing you
2: know from the best that have made it to the highest levels sure you know um the first two years we had sam and Aaron, um obviously east carolina hall of famer and uh you know, a, a double-A pitching coach. And then, you know, Sam got promoted yeah. uh, this year. And now he is actually in charge of uh, developing, uh, you know, pitchers in the entire Nationals organization. So uh, Sam had to respectfully decline this year strictly because they – well, at the time, um, they were going to have a big uh, big camp for, for the Nationals down in Florida with uh, – you know all their pitchers coming in. I'm not sure if that's still on or not, but he had to had to leave his, his schedule open. So uh, he wants to get back. He's definitely staying involved, and we're still in touch with him. But um, you know, we we thought about Sean and reached out to him, and uh, you know have, have got some good relationships there. And there's not a better guy to bring in than a than a. a, a Former, but hopefully still current big leaguer. Once all the uh, the doors open back up,
3: and you said, A, you know, grades three through twelve, so there'll mm-hmm. be different instructions are going on. What's uh say what's a, a third grader going to be doing uh, compared to a 12th grader it's not just
2: sure one thing for everybody everybody's sure. going to have their individual yeah well so. the, the good thing is they're going to be broken up into age levels and our staff obviously you know is is so good at, at differentiating the uh the levels of instruction i mean they they might uh just for example with a, a breaking ball station. Um, you know, when when the age appropriate kid gets there, they may talk about different variations of breaking balls and such. Well, you know, when a kid that in our opinion might not need to throw a breaking ball at this stage in their life, we might just talk about different grips that they can get a little bit different movement on a you know a two seam fastball or something that might sink a little bit more or or you know that kind of um, that kind of topic. So it's definitely going to be age appropriate. I think the biggest misconception is. Well, I might not want to go to the pitching camp because I'm not that in shape and I'm not going to throw for for a day and a half. It's not that much throwing. It's a lot of learning. Um, You know, we will get every kid on the mound and we're going to video them. And then they, much like the hitting camp on on Sunday, they get to go in a classroom with a college or a pro guy and they'll break down their mechanics and they'll break down their, their wind up and their stretch and and uh, all the different things that they're going to need to do to, to clean it up a little bit and get better to prepare for the season. But it's it's not eight hours of throwing. It's a lot of listening. It's a lot of drill work. It's a lot of, uh, like we said, different different variations of different drills and, and very age-appropriate, and the kids get a lot out of it. They'll, they'll learn more in two days than than most situations in in two weeks or two months that's awesome the uh 2022 down east pitcher and catcher camp coming up on the 29th
3: and 30th and again you can register at downeastbaseball.org and, uh, Ryan, what are those uh, cutoff dates people need to know about again as far as registering?
2: Yeah, if you want a camp T-shirt, we're going to need you uh, signed up so we can make the order by January 14th. So that'll be next Friday? I believe so. Yeah. Um, and then the the hard deadline for a camp is going to be January 25th to give us a few days to get all the logistics uh, lined up. So I'm um, hoping a lot of people will, will sign up between now and then.
3: Ryan, how much, in, as a coach, and I say this to you every time you're in here, you, you
2: still look like a young guy, but you've been coaching forever. This how many is, years? Uh, this is year 20 <laughs> that at, make any at, sense. at North Pitt and uh, 21 overall. I did uh, well, half a year at Conley before I moved over to North Pitt. That's crazy. Uh, how much,
3: and I don't know, have you evolved when it comes to – you're talking about throwing curveballs, and I think back to Little League where there was always like – one or two guys in the league that would just throw curveballs every pitch because we're not used to seeing it. Sure. And you didn't think about it at the time, but now you're like, you know, what's their arm like these days? Yeah. So how much, like, of the safety aspect uh, comes into it uh, with winning games when you're a coach like this? Now, we're talking about high school kids in your case. So so how do you handle that?
2: Um, Well, you know, if you're talking about personally an evolution for me, I mean, it really starts whenever you have your own children. You start looking at your players – way more, you know, like somebody else's child right. or, or your child more than a player. And I guess the golden rule that I've had the past, you know, eight or nine years is, you know, I'm not going to teach something to a kid that I wouldn't teach my own kid at that age. Right. So um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't personally teach a kid a breaking ball. I, I like the golden rule, rule that I grew up with. And, and as you alluded to, it wasn't really adhered to a lot. But don't throw a breaking ball before you shave it's <laughs> okay. um, a nice so, lesson there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, unless you're really far behind maturity-wise, then start throwing them. But Chandler, you know, maybe next week you can yeah, start throwing right, one. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think by the time you get on a big field and and, and maybe, you know, a, a really mature – you've got to know your kids. Like maybe you're really mature 12-year-olds start spinning balls. But if you're playing the whole spin-to-win game, you yeah. know, we're going to throw 100 pitches and 85 are going to be breaking balls because you can't hit it and, and haven't learned how to yet, that puts kids in a really bad position um so yeah i mean it's just so different than than even 10 years ago with the different types of arm care guys do and uh the arm strengthening stuff and used to you wouldn't see anybody even throw in the off season and now you see him with the plyo balls and trying to put holes in the wall you know throw throw through brick walls And, and and sean is Huge in, into that stuff. He's he, talked about, it, yeah, yeah, and he's actually got his own like line out the the Armstrong brand of uh, great fit. Yeah, man, it was like meant to be. <laughs> um, the Armstrong brand of uh, arm care and, and the plyo balls and the bands and. So, again, you've got to know where you're at. But um, I can promise you at this camp we won't have anybody that we don't feel good about you know, spinning any balls or breaking balls. Now, we may show you how, but that yeah. doesn't mean you're going to throw 100 of them.
3: And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That reminds me last time we talked to Sean how into this stuff he is. And he trains kids. I wanted to say he was maybe in the Triangle area or somewhere. He's in Craven
2: County. Okay. I believe, he was, yeah. He's got a lot of Newbern and West Craven kids. And yeah, uh, I'm doing sure he branches that all up. over. But, yeah, he's he's into it.
3: And I was going to ask you how much, because we talked about it with the the hitting camp, with the launch angle and exit velocity and all that, how much do you bring in the new age of baseball during a camp like this? What are you looking at as far as pitching goes?
2: So last year, um, Sam Nairn took it upon himself. He actually ran like an all-day analytics station and um i learned as much on one station listening to him that day than i probably ever could on on youtube or anything else so um we we certainly talk about it and we cover it and you've got it you've got to have the right guy the right coach that feels comfortable talking about that um you know a guy 40 years into it and still old school probably doesn't Look at it the same way as a younger guy. Right. And, and the guys that are playing now, when they get my age, are going to understand it way better than I do. Um, that's just kind of where the game is right now. It's very quantitative. Um, you know, e- even, you know, I was talking to a pro scout. Pro scouting is not the old eye test anymore. Everything's got a number behind it, and you've got to justify the guys that you like with quantitative data. Um, it can't just be. Trust me, this guy's really good. <laughs> I saw him. It, it sounds, you know, the old, it sounds different off his bat. Well, what's his, what's his bass speed? What's his exit velocity? You right. know, and pitchers pitchers, well, I don't care what the gun says. What's his spin rate? What's his, uh, his throwing axis and all this stuff. So to the people that need to hear that at the camp, they'll hear it. Um, With a third and fourth grader here, probably not. It's going to be, hey, man, the the best pitch in baseball is a strike. Here's how to do that. And that's great that
3: it's individualized like that for the ages. I would be kind of fascinated to see what goes on with the catchers here because uh, pitching so much goes into it. you, You don't think about it. As uh, as a catcher, you're you're squatted down and you're catching a pitch, but so there's so much more that goes into it than that and and I would like to learn about this. So how about the
2: the catching part of this? Man, I gotta tell you, Clip, it is awesome. Our the the past three years, our our the catching aspect of our camp. I, I love what we do with pitchers and I love Sam and all that, but Jake Lowry is a stud. He is going to be a major league manager there's no doubt about it he's on the fast track he he uh, he hung it up yeah you know, obviously he was a, the triple-a catcher for the Nationals and then um, he's he's on a fast track to be a big league manager he, he's a, the minor league manager down in their uh, their Florida spring spring League facility whatever um, and then not only Jake but um, you know, Danny Milwee, who's in the White Sox organization, is a great job. Jake Washer is a obviously a great player, but a phenomenal teacher. Um, he's got he's got coach written all over him one day. I'm mm. telling you. Um obviously everybody in, in around here knows who Eddie Loesner is mm-hmm. um, from Farmer Central. There's really not a better catching guy around here than Coach Loesner. Um obviously former pirate, longtime high school coach, college coach. Um Lozner does a great job. So uh, you know, they're gonna go through all the drills and they get videoed as well. They get videoed on their blocking, the receiving, they throwing footwork and, and they'll go again in the classroom on Sunday and Learn how to clean some stuff up and, and and you know take notes and and have some stuff to take with them. So, um, my son is personally going to be involved in in the catching part of it, um, and uh, and he loves it. And, and look, he's been going since the since the third grade. This will be his third year, and. Um, you know, even for that that age of of kid, it's really really good.
3: That's neat. And you mentioned Loesner with, with the catcher aspect of it, and and all these phenomenal names, RV, the the legend around these parts, Ronald Vincent. Uh, but Jason Mills, from a pitching standpoint, he does he still coach the pitchers for the Canes? Yeah, he for, sure does. So he's dealt with guys oh, yeah. who are all Not across doubt. playing professional
2: baseball right now so just kind of an added aspect yeah mills he's one of it. the one of the instrumental guys behind this camp there's no doubt about it and you've got justin willoughby who's a former AAA pitcher who's um just just got back into coaching high school baseball where he should be he's so good for young men and, and young pitchers um the list goes on and on i mean you know lynn hartsell you got jason wood over at Pitt community college i mean um, obviously, you know RV and 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 you know his staff is going to do a phenomenal job. So, uh, you know, and it's not just about pitching too. We talk about different throwing programs and, and throwing fundamentals. It's a pitching and catching camp, but it's also a throwing camp. And uh, you know, if you can't throw, you can't play baseball. Just like if you can't dribble, you can't play basketball. So. <laughs>
3: Rod Meadows joining us. Awesome stuff. Great guest list once again. uh, Some huge names and a lot of great instruction for your kids. This is uh, going on January 29th and 30th for grades 3 through 12. uh, But you do need to sign up if you want a t-shirt, a camp t-shirt. You need to register at downeastbaseball.org. Have your order in by Friday, January 14th. Uh, if they miss out on that deadline,
2: there is still a little more time to get in after that, right, Ron? Yeah, and if we have any spare camp shirts, we'll try yeah. to get we'll try their best to get you one. But if you want one guaranteed, we've got to get the order in. So by next Friday. Yep, yeah, by January fourteenth. And the, the overall deadline of the camp is January twenty fifth.
3: And real quick, once again, you kind of touched on it, but what is the very briefly the Saturday and the Sunday like, like yeah those so days uh,
2: the uh, registration will open uh, 830 to 9 30 Saturday morning and then we'll run camp from uh, 9 30 to about 4 45 this time of year it says yeah. five o'clock probably 445 <laughs> we'll have a little bit of a lunch break in there and then Sunday we come back from 12 to 4 30 so a half day on Sunday. Um, and, uh, and, 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 less enough they're going to have information overload by then. So it's, uh, it's not a lot of downtime. They're going to be either drilling or, in, you know, listening or, or learning. So, uh, it's a really, really informative camp. Ryan, uh, I don't, I can't say
3: things are totally back to normal, but I guess more of a regular baseball schedule for the schools
2: this year, the high schools. Yeah. It's refreshing. It's refreshing yeah. to look at. I actually looked at it. Today, just to kind of confirm things, we we've got our schedule in place, and I was looking at it, and it's it's a different feeling than last year. Last year was just so didn't know what to expect it was the unknown and and we're just hoping to get through it just to like you said get things back to some some normalcy yes sir ryan well thanks for joining us man I always uh, enjoy talking with you absolutely i appreciate you having me i appreciate you promoting this camp and uh, as we sit here today the braves are still world champions they are and uh they may be for another year without <laughs> playing another game that's it. i hope not <laughs> i hope so but i hope not i Maybe want some too. more baseball uh ryan meadows check out
3: Downeastbaseball.org. get your child registered for an awesome camp coming up at the end of January, the 2022 Downeys Pitcher and Catcher Camp. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday after this.
1: listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show
5: welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
3: all righty uh why are these teams playing uh, basketball on a Thursday afternoon? I don't know. I don't care, but I'll watch it if it's on. Watching McNeese State uh, beating New Orleans sixty-three to fifty-seven. Also, South Carolina Upstate leads Radford twenty-six to twenty-five in the first half. For those interested, which
5: alrighty then.
3: I don't know why you would be. Well, I have know a few reasons why you might be, but uh, so there you go. Those are some games going on. As we speak, let's talk about some more action going on tonight. And uh, we'll look at some football, a little bit of everything with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joined us on the on the Pirate Radio live line. Big man, how you doing today? Pretty good, Cliff. How are you? Doing great. Uh, finally got some hoops back here in Greenville, North Carolina last night. And what a game it was. East Carolina knocking off Tulane in overtime. It was the Tristan Newton show for the Pirates. He had just four points at halftime last night finished the game with an absolute flurry 32 points five of nine from deep uh hit his free throws did it all for east carolina as they were able to knock off tulane last night tulane was two and zero in the american east carolina had not played in a couple weeks So uh, jeff uh good to see the pirates get a w last night at home
8: and the temple owls went on the road and
3: beat you i was gonna bring that up that was uh that was my maybe the most surprising result uh, i saw last night
8: Yeah, without their coach, uh, Aaron McKee. Uh, Aaron McKee was in coronavirus protocol, and Monte Ross came off the bench and did the job, and and yeah, they got the job done. Yeah, uh, pretty good night for East Carolina, and good night for uh, Temple as well.
3: That is the next uh, matchup, by the way, Jeff, coming up this weekend in Philadelphia. So uh, what's your uh, early projection for that line, and and what kind of basketball game we'll see uh, this weekend?
8: Yeah, I would say Temple will be, I don't know, Four, maybe I don't know maybe you know, off that win maybe maybe they'll get a little bit more respect but you know I would think it'd be a close game you know Temple's dealing with some uh, personnel problems as well I mean obviously they haven't had Khalid Battle Ty Strickland uh, you know Jake Forrester, they've all been out so you know, hopefully they get some uh, reinforcements on the bench but you know look Damian Dunn man he's playing at a high level right now had a had the game winner last night he's in double figures and I think all but two games this season so. I mean, he's a guy that's just elite right now. Um, but yeah, I have to imagine it's a close game, probably a pretty good game, uh, quite honestly. Two uh, pretty similar teams, both big groups. Uh, I think uh, I think we see a pretty good game on, on Saturday.
3: Jeff do joining us. Shout out to the big man and to myself for our uh, Thursday segment. I I even chipped in on Thursday uh, on Tuesday, Jeff and. Uh, said i didn't understand why nc state was such a big underdog at virginia tech nc state wins that game outright you gave out marquette which was one of the most uh what do you call it a rocking chair just sit back relax winner that was over from the start and also uh you were big on texas the k-state football game feel like uh tuesday might have been one of our best segments of all time giving out winners
0: yeah, we did
8: a good job. Even you added to the uh article yeah. with with your call with NC State. I I didn't understand that one and you and you were able to to kind of coax it and, and get the job done. So, yeah, a nice uh nice uh nice show. Uh you know, we'll try to do it again today maybe.
3: So, four games involving top 25 teams tonight, Jeff. Not the greatest slate of college basketball, but there's always winners to be found. There's a lot of weird day basketball going on as well. So, anything you've kind of pinpointed for this Thursday in college hoops?
8: Yeah, I went deep into the depths of college basketball today. Uh, I like Tarleton State uh, today against Sam Houston. Uh, this is a spot where I think there's a real value on on the home team here in Tarleton. You know, the six and nine record is not going to do much for you, but you know, keep in mind I mean, they played Stanford, Kansas, Wichita, Michigan, Gonzaga, uh, all really good competition. You know, we're on the road and. And, and just have done some decent things. This is a good defensive team. They they press the hell out of you. That's what they want to do. And I think Sam Houston's going to have trouble getting possessions, let alone points. Um, this is just going to be a difficult game for them. You also look at the fact that, Cliff, I think this game's you know, more than likely in a physical you know kind of game like this on the road. It's going to come down to free throw shooting. And Sam Houston State's the worst team in the country from the free throw line, 54%, which is... Hard to believe, frankly. Uh, I think Tarleton's better than these numbers indicate. I think they're probably a team that wins by two, three possessions, maybe more. I think they handle business and kind of pull away at the end and beat Sam Houston. This is a real gem, like Tarleton. All
3: right, diamond in the rough there uh, for the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Maybe we'll circle back to tonight, but I did want to look ahead to the weekend, and I see some pretty good uh, Big East matchups coming up on Saturday, Jeff. UConn. On the road at Seton Hall, the Johnny's taking on Providence, uh, Villanova on the road at DePaul, Nova with a blowout victory over Creighton last night. Haven't talked a lot of Big East with you here on the show. Uh, what's uh, I don't know. What are the storylines, the headlines in the Big East so far this year and moving forward? Who are the uh, the contenders in that conference this year? Well, I think
8: there's five or six teams that are competitors. Obviously, Villanova at the top. They've kind of struggled a little bit to start of the season, but you got UConn, who's Really well-coached and have a great team. You know, I think St. John's is really good. They kind of went out and got some defensive reinforcements, hopefully. hopefully They've had a lot of COVID issues. So has is Seton Hall. They've had a lot of players out. Saviors, uh, a, a factor this year. They've only lost two games on the season. Uh, they're going to be in the running. Even Ed Cooley's group up at Providence. Uh, Creighton can, kind of came out of nowhere. They look like a tournament team. So I think it's really up in the air. I think you can get some value with some of these teams that maybe you're high on. And I still think long-term, I really like Seton Hall. They need to get Obiagu back, the big seven foot two, uh, Mammoth, and then their best defender, Tyrese Samuel. But all in all, I think it's a really good team led by Jared Roden. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of some of the coaches in this conference, but I do like Seton Hall, and I think uh, it's going to be a fun year in the Big East.
3: Another team, Jeff, I want to ask you about, I did not watch. Apparently it was super ugly last night uh, between – iowa state and texas tech i did watch iowa state baylor over the weekend because it was a you know a top 10 matchup iowa state was undefeated uh they lost that game they're now 13 and one after beating texas tech last night they were horrible last year right jeff and and they've come out this year and uh have found themselves ranked and and right up there uh you know at the the top of the rankings and also a 13 and one record so you're trying to figure out you know who's real who's fake uh, last year they won two games. Is that right? Uh, so, so how fluky is this start for the Cyclones? Uh, do you think?
8: Yeah, they were two and twenty-two. They were Jeez. up to eighteen in conference. So, uh, yeah, I mean their only wins are against Jackson State, sixty to forty-five, and Pine Bluff, eighty to sixty-three, two swag opponents. Um, yeah, look, uh, T. Jotsberg has been the, the coach of the year. It's that simple. Um, this is quite the. Uh, Quite the turnaround. One of the best defensive teams in the country. Only lost to number one, Baylor. And look, it's not like they're beating nobody. They beat Xavier. They beat Memphis. They beat Creighton. They beat Iowa. They beat Texas Tech. All tournament teams and all top 50 teams. This is uh, this is no surprise. Uh, I will say, uh, Clip, uh, look, if you had Iowa State minus four and a half last night, that was I don't know if you saw that ending. One of the worst. We had a uh,
3: a late bank three, right?
8: Yeah, a half court. Yeah, it was, it was sickening. And keep in mind, I mean, Texas technically had seven players due to COVID issues. So, I mean, it was a road game. Iowa State just forgot how the score clip. You look at the first ten minutes of the second half. The teams combined for eleven points <laughs> in ten minutes. Yeah, uh, hard hard to do. Ah, uh, but yeah, if you had if you had four and a half, uh, th- those are those are beats you're not going to live without. And I'll tell you another thing: There was a, a great uh, buzzer beater cover with VMI as well. They were down four, corner three, and the buzzer. Time expires, they cover two and a half point number. So, a couple of buzzer beaters last night.
3: Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, one more college basketball nugget. Uh, we talked about Wake Forest on Tuesday. That was ahead of them just cruising over florida state so maybe steve forbes and his team are the real deal winston salem speaking of turnarounds they were in the basement not that long ago and now we're playing good basketball but i saw a picture that uh it it resurfaced on twitter and i guess uh let's see steve forbes had a press conference and broke out his sons of anarchy vest and then somebody had shown a picture of an old uh, halloween costume of steve forbes and he's got the flannel undershirt the uh leather vest he's got the sons of anarchy rings on the uh the chain hanging down from the jeans he went full sons of anarchy so i know uh, you're a fan of forbes and what wake's doing right now that's just another reason i think for you personally to jump on board with this wake forest team right
8: i i didn't see that i'm
3: gonna I'm tag you on it right now jeff
8: yeah i'd love to see that i'm i'm a big uh, i'm a big sons guy By the way, Clip, have you heard the latest conspiracy theory uh, about Sons of Anarchy? I have not, no. Okay, so have you seen Sopranos or no?
3: Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. I I need to rewatch it, of course, but
6: yeah.
8: Okay, so there's a character in the the show called Adriana. She's dating Christopher. Yep. There is a conspiracy theory that I'm going to spoil a little bit here. She eventually is killed, yeah. according, according to what happens there. Now, there was always a thought that she actually wasn't killed, that Silvio just kind of let her go away and hmm. run away. There is conspiracy theory by people that like Sons of Anarchy that she leaves New Jersey and goes into hiding and goes to California and becomes uh, Jack Teller's. Uh, baby mom, basically, or, or not baby mom, but uh, ex girlfriend. Because uh, you remember she was a drug addict, and she liked bad boys, and yeah. Jack Teller obviously was her 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 guy. So yeah, it's a weird conspiracy theory that they're melding the shows together. But
3: I'm- I like the uh, like the universe crossover stuff. Uh, I'll get behind that one. I like that.
8: I mean, kind of weird, but yeah, I got to rewatch Sons. I yeah. it's been probably a year or two since I've watched it. I I've really like adore the show i mean jacks
3: teller is just an incredible <laughs> all right well i tagged you on to check out the uh the steve forbes jacks teller look that's pretty cool i gotta take a look at this while on the phone <laughs> <laughs> all right. uh jeff dude, joining us big man first thursday with no football since august that's uh that's kind of tough to take so i hope folks can enjoy their hoops tonight but uh we do have week 18 of the nfl the only game where So there's games like the Cowboys and Eagles where both teams are jockeying for position or, you know, the Chiefs and Titans want to win so they can get the top seed. But the only game that's really like win, you're in, lose, you're out is Raiders-Chargers. So from a gambling perspective, at least you know that both of those teams want it. That that can't be said for for every game this week. So I don't know. How much are you looking at this slate? Have you looked at it at all, Jeff? And this is the first time we've had an opportunity to bet on week 18 uh, in the NFL
8: you know club outside of props I, I really haven't um i I've, I've i've kept track of it from a win loss standpoint and just kind of what's going on but um you know I, i've said this before and i'll, I'll say it again um, it's just been a bad product i mean for a lot of weeks now i mean you have you have quarterbacks that just have no business in the nfl playing and i think it's been kind of evident in some of the score lines we've seen here um, one shot that I do like this week, I, I got to tell you, I, I like the Eagles plus seven against the Cowboys. That's a lot of points, this, yeah. Yeah, it is, and yeah, this is a Gardner Minshew that you know obviously you know, played well, albeit against the Jets. But I, I don't think Dallas has much care in the world on, on this game. Obviously, it's a vision game, but you know, for, for the Eagles, they've gotten some, uh, they've got kids that that they'll play that are worthy of being starters and. I kind of feel like this is just a little bit bigger number. I haven't been overly impressed recently with the Cowboys' offense for some reason. I think the Eagles' defense is actually better than, than people give it credit for, and you know, I think there's a little bit more uh, umbrage on, on the Eagles wanting to win this game than than, than I think the Cowboys. Not that you know, either team, you know, they're both in the playoffs, but – uh, I, I think uh, I think the Eagles have a shot to hang around. If I can get a seven and a half, I, I might just bite on
3: this. And Jeff asked you on Tuesday what you thought about the rematch. Georgia-Bama, Georgia a three-point favorite, total at 52. You said you hadn't really dove into it much yet. Uh, you still got time, but as we talked to you on this Thursday, uh, you, you thought about that one anymore?
8: Uh, I mean, I just kind of go back to the old adage of you know, do I want to bet against Nick Saban as a dog? I mean, I yep. think the first time team people did that, they got beat. Um, uh, you know what, Clip? I, I kind of am leaning to this point in, in the under. You know, I think I think Georgia's just so great defensively that I'll continue to say any total in the 50s, I'm all in on. You know, even in the mid-40s. So, you know, is Alabama the, the best offense they've seen? Sure. Um, but, again, second time around, they have a little bit to go off of. I'm willing to think with some time to prepare, it'll be a little bit different. Keep in mind, first game got the 65, um, so it went way over. I'm going to hope that two of those touchdowns don't happen and and this stays under. It's kind of that thinking. Um, I I just – I don't know. I I think it's a little bit – I don't think we see a 38-point second quarter. I don't think we see that again. So uh, I'm going to bank on an under. I think 52-and-a-half is a great number as well.
3: Jeff dude, joining us. Got a lot going on. We had somebody in the Facebook chat during our uh, conversation on Tuesday, Jeff, say they were really enjoying the sit-down. I know you got the sit-down podcast going on. The uh, Big Man on Basketball is a weekly show that people can check out. So, a lot going on right now with you, right?
8: Yeah, and I urge you. I mean, the sit-down has been uh, one of the great things that I've done. I'm really proud of that show. I, I took it from absolutely nothing and no show to a show that I think by the end of the month we're going to be near a million listens and Forty episodes. Wow! So I really urge you to listen to it. And, and this week, I think if you want to dive in, you don't need to listen to every week for for our show to mean something to you because we just pick someone every week and we, we have an ending to that. And this week we talked about Paul Vario, who was uh, you know obviously involved with the Goodfellas crew. He was really the brains of it, one of the greatest capos in the history of the mafia. And if you've watched Goodfellas, you saw his character Paul Cicero immortalized. So um, you know, check that out. I, I think you'll enjoy it
3: great stuff big man have a fantastic weekend we'll talk to you again uh next week and uh we'll we'll keep in touch y'all you can also follow him on twitter at jeff n-a-d-u he's always having some q a's if you got basketball questions or things like that so uh we'll uh we'll talk to you that way this weekend jeff and get you back on the show uh next tuesday
8: i will say clip if i were in charming california and that individual walked up to me uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't I wouldn't think he wasn't in the Sons of Anarchy. Actually doesn't look that bad.
3: <laughs> Just another reason to like Steve Forbes and Wake Forest, I think, Jeff. It's pretty cool.
8: Yeah, uh, Steve
3: Forbes is good in my book, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. See ya. All right. Take it easy, Clint. Jeff joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a time out. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two of today's program still to come in hour three. We got Troy D, touchdown Tony Collins, and we'll open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you on a Thursday after this.
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Hey, you're invited uh, tomorrow to the Kinetic Physical Therapies open house. It'll be taking place from 3 until 6 p.m. You can come out and enjoy a free tour of Kinetic's new 7,000 square feet edition. There will also be free food and drinks, raffle prizes, special discounted prices, and more. Make your plans now to join Kinetic Physical Therapy tomorrow afternoon from 3 until 6 p.m. on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. For more information, go to their website at kptonline.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
3: All back with you on a victory Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Brock here, Troy D. alongside. What's up, Troy? Hey, Cliff. How are you? Good I'm, to see you. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing well. Good to hear. Good to hear. We got two. Doing better today. Than what? Yesterday. Man, the cold, the rain, the
9: darkness. You know me. Not a good day yesterday. You got to fight through it. Well, that's what was today was for. Um, <laughs> hey, bounce back Thursday from we yeah. D. Has this week not been the longest week? By the way, when you come off a break, we had a pretty good extent break. We're fortunate here. We're able to take a little time off recharge. Boy, this I told you yesterday. It kind of felt like a Friday to me. Hmm. And I was like, "All right, well, today's Friday." Oh, sh- nope, not
3: yet. When you're two days off, that's oh, two days off. That's this, rough. this
9: week has felt like a week and a half,
3: minimum, possibly two weeks. Well, we're getting, but, we're but then I have some weeks that final.
9: fly by. I'm like, "Wow, this has already been five days."
3: Again, Troy D versus Tom is the <laughs> best rivalry known to man. But
9: this week, my friends, is a long uh, week. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people that share my misery in that. That it's been a long week for them too. I
3: know I am not alone in this. Hey, tomorrow's Friday. Finally. And then we'll do it all over again yeah. on Monday. I'm never in the weekend. weekend. I don't know about you.
4: And it'll be a sure. short weekend too.
3: Well, Boy, this just by weekend. That. Can you believe how fast it went? Man, it seemed like two days. And who invented
9: that? Why? Why didn't they do it the other way? Five day weekend, two day work week. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was the world we lived in? like if that's how things started and that's how everything just evolved.
3: You bring that up and I always say, well why do we go by that? Know, why at tradition's. pirate radio do we not go Monday? Cuz no Thursday. one else goes by that. If every I mean like if everybody So went we're by just that. a bunch of sheep that Basically. follow along. That's right. We could. we should do our own thing. Like let me hear let you. me hear your ba. We should do. <laughs> sug <Bah>. sug <laughs> sug <laughs> sug <laughs> Well, angle. I heard him
9: yelling, let's go Brandon, earlier. I didn't know what that was about in the stadium. but uh, Are you doing that joke?
3: <laughs> <You definitely, laughs> Multiple Brandons to choose from on the basketball team I'm talking about. You definitely didn't hear that one here first. <laughs> that one has been cycled throughout. Uh, two big-time Brandons on the team, Brandon Suggs. Lots of brands to choose from. And Brandon for Johnson. Basketball.
9: This may be the most Brandons we've ever had at one time.
3: All-time Brandons. I know we had Brandon Stith at one point. Brandon, uh, there was a guard, helped me out on Facebook Live. Brandon, I can't remember his last name, years ago. God, the way you can remember things like this is well, amazing. I can't remember me. this guy, and it's bugging me now. Brandon blank. I can't remember. it. can't remember. Anyway, um, boy, great crowd uh, of people here that were at the game last night. CJ was there. Chandler was there. Clip Brock. Tony Collins. And that's it. Nobody invited me. Thanks,
9: guys. Appreciate it. No one else asked. hey, Troy D., want to come with us? We're getting the gang together. And Troy, you calling,
4: have your own
3: tickets? Unlike you your, have your own ticket. Unlike your black so tie no affairs. Wants,
9: ask me to go and hang out with you guys. You don't get you a, have your own
3: ticket. You don't get invited to college basketball <laughs> games. You, you get tickets for them, and then you, you enter as you please. There's local politics, bud. <laughs> Troy didn't get his invite. Hey, I got lost in the mail, I guess. You know
4: what? We need to get tickets to a Chicago Bears game. He's going to say, why did you guys not invite me? <laughs> you have your own tickets. <laughs>
6: yeah.
9: I didn't know Tony was. Go- Tony's with my buddy courtside. I didn't get
3: invited to that. Well, I think there's a reason for that. <laughs> we'll find out from Tony coming up at five o'clock. I tell you what, uh, Tony looked looked very happy last night to be with his uh, with his basketball mate. I'll just say that. So I don't know, Troy. not what you call them now? If there's uh, problems in the uh, relationship. Well, he probably didn't he have to it. share
5: his popcorn. Is he
3: hijacking my friend? <laughs> there could be He's trouble, cheating trouble
9: <laughs> at home between Tony and Troy. <laughs> um, it was very dark, cold, rainy yesterday.
5: As, as was, I don't care tend about the I can't <laughs> control
2: the weather. Don't want to talk <laughs> about the weather. He's
3: definitely
9: having a seasonal affect disorder day. So you just took a knee on Wednesday. Sometimes said, you out just out got to call it a
5: day. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he can do that. Yeah. So at 6 well, no, o'clock, I mean,
4: you've, you got into the victory
5: formation. Might have been, <laughs> yeah, it, it, might have been more
4: like 7.30. Sometimes you just have to quit the day.
3: The fetal you know, formation. My favorite saying,
9: quit the day.
4: <laughs>
3: Nobody loves taking one of my quit jokes. Quit the day. Every one, day. One of my jokes and making it his own as Troy Day. <laughs> Getting all those laughs. It's only your joke if you
9: use it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> the tree falls in the forest and no one's there to see it no, or hear it. doesn't
3: That is a very good point. Very good point. All right. Um Pirates win last night. They take on Temple next. We saw that uh Johnny. Sorry, go ahead. Johnny on Facebook Live says uh Ken Palm has Temple as a six point favorite Pirates thirty one percent chance of winning. What were you gonna say? Did did you Brandon Evans, thank you, John Moody. That was the name I was looking for. Did you go and talk to uh Corey? Glore, hello, in person
9: while, while you were there. I did not. I that waved. He, he turned around and I waved to him. Did he recognize you and hey. wave back and give you the greeting and clip, good to see you? He
3: gave us a great wave from Press <laughs> Row. What a
9: wave by the Green Wave announcer. Save.
3: <laughs> I, I would really love to hear Corey's calls.
9: Oh, I'd like to say East Carolina is 2-0 and oh when competing against Corey Glore.
4: That yep. is true. We've never that lost is a the stat game. to consider.
9: Never lost a the game or sport. to consider. Up next, can't wait for baseball. What are they playing? Basketball. Have, have I know, they got game. one more, but I'm already counting. Next out. sport:
3: baseball.
4: Yeah.
9: That'd be awesome to get the sweep on Corey Glor for the whole
4: year. I mean, right now. But now the Pirates have to go to New Orleans for the first time since Corey Glor's been behind the mic.
9: Yeah, why'd you say it like that? New Orleans. (laughs) And he
4: popped up. Now the Pirates have to go to New New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're talking about Corey Glor.
3: Down to go see his family. Family. In Louisiana. Family. There you go. All right. We'll take a break. Let's I can't wait break. to hear what Tony Collins. Tony, I
9: haven't to seen Tony. Like, this is my first visit with Tony in the new year. We'll say happy new year. We've only exchanged one text. It was just to confirm he could be here today. I wanted to save the rest of it for the show. You're a big saver for the show We guys. have not talked. I may not even speak to him until the... <laughs> wow, the relationship break. is shaking. <laughs> no, I just meant until we're on air. I don't want to do a show during the break all right we can exchange pleasantries we're later. not gonna talk
3: at all i can't wait to be in the room during the break and just have them sitting there yeah. saying nothing it's gonna be very weird yep. clip you need to get in Troy's seat now and separate them <laughs> two. no i have no beef with tony i just hadn't seen him in a while but if you look at him you might say something to him and we don't want that to happen i still want
9: to ruin the show by doing a show when we're not on the air just like when you use your best joke when we're not on the air
3: look my jokes fly whenever they fly <laughs> i can't control if the mic's on or not All right, uh, we'll take a timeout, come back. Troy D., Tony Collins, and we'll open up the booty bag coming up on this Victory Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this.
1: You're listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome
5: back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas. For only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
3: Alrighty, back with you, Hour Three, on this Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, Troy D alongside, and we'll welcome in Touchdown, Tony Collins to the in program. The house. Happy New
9: Year, Tony. Happy New Year. Good to see you for the first time in 2022. Yes, sir. Love the
3: pinion hat
9: Yes, you sir. Got today. Yes. Mustangs,
10: baby.
3: Sweet. It's one of the few hats you don't own. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of jealous. I want uh, one of them.
10: How was the ski trip? I haven't seen you since then. Oh, the ski trip was fun, man. You know, the weather was, we got a lot of snow. All right, I had a debate. A lot on. of snow.
9: I think this might have been one of my sons. He said, Dad. There's no way Tony Collins skis. He sits in the uh, at the at the bottom of the slope and.
10: Yeah, I was, I, was the, I was with the kiddies, man. You know, I was helping my granddaughter. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. You're watching everyone else, great, right? Yeah.
9: But, okay, so I'm not skiing. All right, they were I'm right about old. that.
3: I'm that's too I, old for that. That's what I said. I said you I said didn't even no. put a pair of skis on. Nah, okay. nah. Yeah. Okay. too old for that. Because no, he said he was out so well, skiing if I was 25,
10: though. 25, 26, 27. I would have. He was at the slope, but you got two
9: new knees or hips or whatever. it is. I knew there's no way you're skiing. Nah, not. Yeah, yeah, not you just like to do the. It's not what do they call it? It's a family time for me, man. I know, but they. It's like the bar. The bottom of the slope. There is a bar. Yes, there. I know. That's where I could see you <laughs> hanging out while everyone else is skiing.
10: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a it's name for it. Yeah, lot and we mine.
4: talked to Bryce Williams yesterday, who just went skiing. It, it can be very dangerous. Oh yeah,
10: a lot of people get hurt skiing. Yeah, you know, you, you're not, yeah, they're doing something. You don't, you well, don't I mean, know what you, you're doing. If you stay
9: at the level that you are, you'll yeah, be but, fine. Yeah, but one thing Where you people, don't see, you don't need is, to be skiing a well, diamond slope. One thing if you don't, is you don't
10: see, you don't see a lot of brothers getting hurt skiing. You know why? Because you don't see a lot of them skiing. There you go. <laughs> Which was my point <laughs> when you said you were going out to Breckenridge.
3: Oh
9: no, Crested Butte.
10: Right.
3: Yeah, I was like, wow. I noticed during the Winter Olympics, you don't see a lot of like African countries in the nah. the downhill. We
10: don't like the we don't like the cold weather, man. Yeah. We really. Don't. I was you gonna know.
3: add. You said it was think, nice.
10: Uh, oh, I, I was my, but, the, my kids wanted snow, so they okay. got snow. Well, they got so, snow. Yeah, they got snow.
3: It's, I was, I was asking Bryce yesterday because he just went on a ski trip. How much is artificial compared to real snow? And he just went to. What is it, Snowshoe? Snow What's that? West, West, West Virginia? West Virginia? Uh-huh. He said a lot of that was artificial, but they should be getting snow soon. Mm-hmm. Yours was legit snow, snow. Up there, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. That was Plano Colorado? West, it's all real. Colorado, yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah. yes, sir.
10: That's the place to ski. Yeah, almost it, got a, really it was like a blizzard up there, man. Yeah. It, was,
9: it was really bad. It's expensive, though, to go skiing.
10: Yeah, it
3: is. You know, to
9: get out there, to stay out
3: there, to eat, and then the lift tickets aren't cheap. Yeah, you
10: to the lift. Yeah, you got to yeah. do all that stuff. So. How
3: yeah. much is popcorn out there, Tony?
10: Uh, you know, I didn't get popcorn for some reason. What'd you get? It was <laughs> other stuff.
9: Like what? Other stuff. It's expensive on the mountain,
10: though. Because you're a captive audience,
9: so they got you. It's like an airport. You know how airport prices are? It's exactly how they know you can't really go. But
10: you can go into town, too. Yeah, but once you're
9: on the slope, man, you ain't going into town. When it's time to eat lunch, you're eating on the slope, and it's expensive.
10: but, But ain't nobody skiing like that, man. You know, we're going to go out there for three or four hours and that's it. That's all the skiing we do. And then and the rest of the four or five days, we just loving the, the, the air, you know?
9: Oh, you're just
3: enjoying the atmosphere yeah, right out there. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> Tony's big ski adventure. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Uh, some island somewhere, probably?
10: Absolutely. Yeah. Nowhere cold anymore, man. Water ski. Get the cold.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tony and on the Bobsledding
9: with Tony Collins. <laughs> and Cammie. All
3: right, so uh, I said this uh, a moment ago. Last night and attended to at the basketball game, CJ, Chandler, myself, touchdown Tony Yes, Collins. I was there, man. The it was a great group. game. It
10: was a great game. Where were you, Troy?
3: <laughs> I wasn't invited like you were.
10: You,
9: oh, you were an invited
10: guest. <laughs> Hey, I, you know, hey, man, I'm going to tell you this. Through my buddy, the king. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, man. I had some, king of Annapolis invited you. I had some you. great seats, man. I was courtside. And you know what about those seats? It they was courtside, give. Court you, signed, give you know, I've sat
9: down there, and they, I think this is still true. Don't they give you a voucher for a free popcorn and drink?
10: Well, the, actually, the popcorn is already, it's already, there. There. Get already there. there. It's already there. <laughs> Back in my day, Tony, you'd have to get up out of the
9: seat. Go get the popcorn yourself, still free, and then come back to the seat.
10: Nowadays, they've taken that; they've simplified the process. Clip. Now They're they just have it already, already there, baby. That's the awesome. Already there. How beautiful! Hey, is yeah, that? It, I had to it, mention this great. off
3: the air. I got a shot recently. Could you go easy on? The oh, punch sorry, up? I'm
10: sorry.
3: I meant it, to tell
9: you, you can pick which arm. You should have gone right arm. I, well, why did yeah, you go left of arm? View, like,
3: why didn't I think of Troy? Yeah, I was getting taken. I care do of. have a habit
9: sometimes to hit you on the yeah, uh, shoulder. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah,
3: if you could just lay off today. Okay. All right. Monday will be this good. Kid. Sorry, I didn't know I was dealing
9: booster clip today. That was oh. a shot? <laughs> sorry. The shot was fine until
10: Troy <laughs> frogged me. All
6: right, In the middle anyway, of the show. Thanks. Right, the sorry game. about that.
10: I'll thanks try to and continue. Yeah, back myself. to the game. I had great seats, man. They were great seats. Though. You had my friends' great seats. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah they, but are they are they great, great seats. Courtside. Courtside. They are the, what's the guy from
9: L.A.? Jack Nicholson. You had the Jack Nicholson seats. Although, but you
3: were baseline
9: instead of. Yeah, but Quartz-side, that was fine
10: too. I was still. Court-side. Oh, your baseline. Yeah, yeah, it was baseline.
9: Oh, usually when I go, I'm side. So, so I was maybe down, you got downgraded down, a little but, bit. But I, but, that's da- okay. but
10: I was down in the trenches. <laughs> you know, when they're underneath the you better the pay attention to get rebounds. Oh yeah, you I take one of the jugular there, right there. If you're not, you better stay fun. off your phone
9: down there. Good seats. That's the no phone though. The zone. best seats
10: I've ever had since I've been to a game. Best free seats. How many basketball season tickets have you ever paid for, Tony? Hey, clip. Did you hear what I, said, clip? I heard it. I don't know. If,
9: I think he did. Yeah. He, just, he just bypassed it. How many
10: seats in football have you ever paid now, to go to? he's a Hall of Famer. Now, I mean, now many, he's, he's he going to a, a whole <laughs> another subject. Now. Yeah, yeah. All I, all I said. These was, are the it best the free best seats seat he's I've ever, ever had asked. since I've been there before. You know, I'm just saying.
3: If Troy had his way, the Hall of Famers <laughs> would be paying their way to see <laughs>
10: <KCU> football
3: games. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, keep whoa, 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 whoa! What are you doing? I'm Robert
9: Jones.
8: I don't care. Yeah.
9: We gotta keep this program funded.
3: Yeah.
10: Step up to the plate, big man. Sure, I'm sure
3: Tony's stones a few bucks oh there over the years. Oh, uh, man, but. Funny. All that nonsense aside, awesome game, Tony. Awesome performance. Uh, performance. You yeah, were on the
10: right. Uh, Newton, man. I'm gonna tell you that kid is—he's got something special. He absolutely took the game over in overtime and absolutely. And you won stayed the till game. the end, I hear. Yeah, absolutely. I'm stunned. You went in you overtime. Never, you never stayed to the end you of game. What's leading into overtime?
9: Yeah, but usually you're half to- halftime, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> at, at halftime, <laughs> I look around. Tony's gone.
3: First half, Tony. Yeah. yeah. No. Even
10: in baseball, like it's seventh inning, four inning. There's a reason behind that madness. And, you know, there's a reason. Because you're with Troy. No, that's. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what is it then? I thought no, that's it what it was. Has to do with what he did before he was with me. Well, uh, no, there's a reason good. behind that. I can't, I can't get stuck in traffic. I can't do that. I have to really? get out of there before. Well, that's the good news is you had no worries about that last night. <laughs> well, that is for basketball. I, so it's a basketball game, so I'm not gonna so, get stuck in traffic.
3: Yeah. What do you got? Bad road rage or something? I, I just. So I, that's I, your thing. That's, like that's, you, you
10: hate game traffic. Like I hate the rain and. It's, I, can't, I can't, can't deal with it right I can't and stop something that I don't You have w- a real phobia I, I don't want to deal with it So I don't deal with it
9: nah. I don't yeah, deal with so like, it Literally you I can't stand Being stuck in traffic Absolutely but you leave like real early, like halftime early. Like you could go fourth quarter. I can't, I can't take a chance.
6: <laughs> What's going to
9: happen? All right, let's just run the scenario. Worst case hey, scenario.
10: Somebody might get hurt.
9: Right. <laughs> I'm just going to run a scenario. Worst case. You stay to the end of an ECU football game.
10: That's not going to happen. It's an exciting finish. That's I'm not running not a happen. worst case scenario. That's not going to happen. Let me
9: finish the scenario and then, a- and then answer my question. It's an exciting finish. Everybody exits at the same time. You exit. You're parked pretty close to the stadium. You get out in a relatively quick amount of time. There is some traffic as we are leaving the stadium. You get stuck in traffic for, let's say, five minutes at the most. What happens to Tony Collins if he's stuck in traffic for five minutes? Five minutes? Yeah.
10: Five minutes is not, not, not even stuck. Right. That's, that's, that's the worst bad. case scenario you'd have. But, no, no, get stuck in traffic for 30, 30 35, 40 minutes, I can't handle that
9: we've been to patriot games and been in bumper to bumper traffic worse than that
10: yeah I, I couldn't handle it then but you did but i i, I don't want to handle it but if you don't want to handle something you just don't go you don't handle it you, you don't, don't have an issue with it with the patriots
9: what do you mean we were we were stuck in traffic uh, there's one road going to foxborough and coming out of Foxborough. yeah but
10: you're moving I'm talking about not moving at all. So that's the phobia. The the, the actual, you can't move. stand still. I can't stand still. We
9: were in bumper-to-bumper traffic. It was moving. But we're moving.
3: How about this, Tony? So uh, say a noon (laughs) kickoff. Try to figure out how his brain works. (laughs) Noon kickoff in Greenville. You tailgate a little bit before the game. Stay for the whole game. Do a little bit of a post-game tailgate with your buddies. Celebrate a win. Let the traffic get out. And get out. There you go. Stay a little later. That could happen, too. Think about that
9: one. That that could happen, too. I, I Listen. Next season, because there's going to be some good games. Let's take that first game. September 3rd, Dottie Ficklin Stadium. I'm going to go ahead and say, let's just say it's a night game. 7 o'clock, kickoff.
10: You're talking about state game. ECUNC State. I
9: don't want you to leave early because I don't want you to miss it. I don't want to stay miss it. Stay to the day. end, and then I'll stay with you, and we'll get some other people to stay to volunteer their time. We'll tailgate afterwards. We'll let all the traffic get out and then you won't even be thinking about it and then by the time it's time to leave everyone will already be gone so you're doing this all for me I'm doing it for you Tony <laughs> that's the type of friend I am and I'm willing to go on
3: record right now to say I'll do that for you look he's got, hey, a, he's got a little heat on him now that he knows you got another friend that takes him to games yeah. he's going to start he's opening tried, I've got a lot tried, of other options after
10: games Tony to make up for the basketball season
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear good stuff
9: Oh, man. I'll hang out with you and volunteer my time. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do that. I don't want you to have to miss the game. I, I don't want to miss it. Especially no that thing, like first State one. Let's yeah, do that first but, but one. I'm not saying we have to do that every game, but at least the first one you, you should you, stay. You still got to let me think about it. All right. Man, you don't have to make a decision. Just yeah, test
4: the waters that first game. <laughs> but I guarantee I you'll have a good
10: time
9: oh, if I'm going to the end. I'm
10: gonna have a good time if I stay to the end or if I leave early
9: <laughs> but the, the I honestly, options from- i never knew that was the reason why you left early yeah i always thought you got a call from the boss Nah, and you were like you nah. know the hook came in up oh, nah, no tony's gotta go no hook. his time limit
10: his playtime has expired can't get stuck in traffic
3: <laughs> tony's uh i will say this too you're you're here for every show appearance early you're always like 15 20 minutes early yeah so I maybe want. you're
10: just a good planner and it's, you do everything I, I, early. I, I always try to do things early. I was taught, you know, if you're on time, you're late. So there you, you go. Yeah. yeah. That's what well, it that is. That includes leaving games early. <laughs>
3: hey, he did it before Antonio Brown.
10: Yeah. <laughs> How about that hey man, situation, y'all gotta leave Antonio Brown alone. <laughs> <Now> he's, <laughs> he's available if the Patriots <laughs> want him. Something's wrong with the guy, man. I I mean, mean, he said there was a a an problem. issue with his ankle, but he didn't have a problem yeah.
9: running and jumping on the yeah. ankle, you know. So he lose a little you bit know. of credibility there. Yeah, but if he hasn't
10: lost credibility other places, normal people don't do what he did. So uh, it, there's there's something wrong, and you know I, I don't want it. it. It was funny when you first saw it, but it's not funny. I didn't think it was funny. I, I thought it was fast. funny. I he mean, he, he, I kind of was like, like, man, this is sad. When he when he was taking his shirt off and, and, throw it in, and throwing all this stuff away. I was like, what is this fool doing? I was thinking, man, there's better ways to handle this.
9: Of course there it is. It's not a disagreement. That's not how you need to
3: handle
10: it. But he like, has a problem, man. It's, it's, yeah. There's a problem. I hate to say it, the, the kid's been knocked out three or four times yeah. during the game.
3: There was that one big, was it perfect? It was perfect. Yeah. He has not been Bengals. right since then. That's what yeah. they say.
10: I'm telling so it's something wrong, man. He needs to get checked. Uh,
3: a couple of people chiming in. Cannon says, how about the Tulane coach last night? So I said at pregame, Ron Hunter, one of the more entertaining guys. Mm. If you remember that tournament a few years ago, his kid, RJ Hunter, hit a three to pull an upset, and he was on a stool because I think he, the coach, injured himself celebrating the conference championship. So he was coaching on a rolling stool, and he fell off the stool and made he went like went viral. But he was at Georgia something, Georgia, Georgia State. Georgia State. Oh, he was that at was Georgia, Georgia State. State. Okay, okay. Last yeah. night, did you see? Did you see him at all? He's yeah, very animated. I was, I animated. was watching, like I was the
9: watching him on the
10: sideline. Yeah, yeah. He, he, did he, did he you like his off. outfit. <laughs> I, I i
9: commented. i thought this was he an was all black. i know he like i don't know what he was wearing I said well he, he was wearing what, a uh, jacket he a was letterman's
10: wearing?
3: jacket and he took that off to show the black shirt with the gold with chain the gold chain i said he's totally looked like he was ready to go to still life that night <laughs> last he, night. he, he I is downtown. I was like, this guy's ready
9: to go out and party he
3: also fell down i didn't notice it at the game i saw a video later after the guy missed the shot of the end of regulation it rolled around he, he fell down on the floor and on his back. I
10: know. So he was that, all over the that place. That was a crazy shot, too, yeah. man. I, th- I thought that was the end.
3: Did, uh, did let's you see. eat the free
10: popcorn? Yes, I did. Is the popcorn better at basketball or football games? I'm going to tell you, uh, Troy, last night um, the popcorn was good, the seats were good. Um, um, don't call me, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Basketball. I'm just kidding man You know that I remember that During football season hey, y'all still got Those seats for me On the front row Oh sorry. do a
3: lot of touching For a germaphobe You don't like anything To be touched But you sure do Touch me a lot It's more of a tap
10: Oh man
3: well, Quit tapping me <laughs> Uh, Redbeard says he hadn't been stuck in traffic for 30 minutes at an ECU football game since 2009. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a point there. Yeah, it it's getting better, though. Uh, Mike says a lot of fussing going on between Troy and Tony. They don't sound much like a family.
6: <laughs> family.
3: Family. 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 <laughs> hey, families fight, but they, they make up and it's all good. Yeah. All right. Or do we sound like a family? Well, most we families. said Actually, before Tony most, even came
4: on that you guys have some like the relationship most, shaky. Most families I know, wait a minute,
10: there wait a minute.
4: You, you think our relationship is shaky? No, they're trying to make something. See, he said that
9: he's stirring the pot. Tony, don't let him. Don't buy, Don't don't eat the rat poison. <laughs> don't
10: buy it. <laughs> don't, yeah. Ignore the noise. <laughs> yeah,
9: <laughs> this is what they do in the media. Okay, they okay. trying to create a narrative. They try and divide. That's Sometimes right. they'll fabricate a story that isn't
3: there. Shame this up. is a perfect. Example example of that during the break you could cut the tension with a knife and
6: <laughs> these
3: guys something's up, something's up.
6: There's,
3: there is no issue between us chad uh says he'll volunteer to hang out with tony collins after games he doesn't want him to get stuck in traffic so now All it's right. like that's adopt us we can the, bring some other people into this adopt like a it. tony to hang yeah,
9: out with we have a group. So, so he doesn't get stuck in traffic it'll be like our post tailgate at the pirate <laughs> radio tailgate
10: zone Pirate Nation's got your back. I know, man. man. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. how about
3: this? If you see Tony in the traffic line, politely pull your car (laughs) (laughs) over so Tony can speed through. Just hum it. Beat beat down all the cars. Uh, That's funny. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Uh, I want to talk a little NFL. Yeah. Can we get Bill's Patriots Part 3 in the playoffs? I think so. Perhaps. And uh, Troy and I don't have to worry about any playoffs, but we'll talk about what's going on in the NFL uh, and otherwise when we return Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go back after this.
5: Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
3: All right. Clip Rock, Troy D., Tony Collins, uh, my favorite running back I never got to see play. One of my favorite running backs I did get to see play. I'm glad this is uh... – Tony's not in this story. Clinton Portis is going to prison. What? <laughs> oh, really? The guy uh, used to dress
9: up
1: what happened? Yeah, at the press conference? Forgery?
3: It was a fraud, fraud scheme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, scheme to defraud health care benefit program. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, that's tough. Prison for uh, six months. So yeah, uh, That's light work. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. He'll be popular in there. He's a fun guy. <laughs> Don't want to get his autographs. <laughs> so, uh, Tony, glad you're yeah. here talking to us and not yeah. Clinton Portis. Did you
9: know I actually got to see Tony Collins play in uh, person? Only one game, though.
3: I've heard about that. You
9: guys remember? That? <laughs> do you know what game that is?
3: I do. I don't here, know if Tony wants to talk here, about
9: it Here much. we
10: go. Here we go. The 85 Bears taking on the Patriots. How, how old were you in, a, in the 1985? 1986 Super Bowl? How old were you in 1985, 86? Well, it
9: was 86, yeah, so I would have been, I was uh, 15 years old back 15? then. 15? Wow.
10: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine a 15-year-old Troy, huh? In New Orleans for the first time,
9: loving it with Lee D. (laughs) first. I had
3: to tell Troy to get out of the strip
5: club. (laughs) And we're walking down Bourbon Street, (laughs) and some guy throws up all over Troy's shoes.
4: (laughs) And some (laughs) fell at Troy's feet. (laughs) Oh, man, we had my dad on talking about it. It I got to tell you,
9: being 15 years old on Bourbon Street... Is a life changing experience. I bet wow. it is. It definitely is one of those memories you never forget. And going to a Super Bowl at that age it was just absolutely incredible. Well, Tony, I know the game didn't turn out for you, but what an honor to be able to play, yeah.
3: against the greatest yeah. team in NFL history. Good old days. Speaking yeah. of the, I heard that I, the Bears have been bad this year, Troy. As you know, yeah, yes. I was surprised to hear that Robert Quinn broke the single season sack record, breaking yeah. Richard Dent's. Yeah, you got to go Richard back. Dent's record. Yeah, uh, eighteen sacks. So Though I think year. Dent did it in fewer games.
9: They know, probably back
1: then. W- yeah,
9: um, and and someone made this point too. I thought this was a great point clip that back then it was a run first league, Tony. You Pretty probably agree to that. Way
3: less pass now, to
9: now it's pa- like quarterbacks are more apt to get sacked because they're back in the pocket all the time. They're dropping back. It's a pass-happy league. True. So to for Dent to hold that for that long and have that many chances, when it basically a lot of times they're just handing the ball off, you're never going to get to the quarterback, is absolutely incredible. It tells you how
3: awesome that guy was. That's a good point. When I think Richard Dent... You did, Troy D., did you know, and I was about 15, that I got to see Richard Dent play live in a game? No. He was ending <laughs> his career with the Colts. They played Washington. Jim Harbaugh, I think, was the Colts quarterback. Wow. But... um Richard Dent got ejected on an extra point. He like punched a guy (laughs) and got ejected. And as he was walking off, he gave the crowd the finger. Oh, And and as a young guy, I was like, oh, this is so cool. He's giving us the finger. (laughs) Boo. You know, it was
9: a great moment. If you think about Richard Dent, one of the all time greatest (laughs) defensive players in history, but also one of the greatest football names for a defensive player. Dent. Dent. I mean, what a great name to have for a defense. I mean, he was truly born to do what he did.
3: I mean, Dick Dent. Yes. Dig dent. Yes. What it a was name. either football or <laughs> porn. Yeah, go one way or the other. <laughs> well that ain't it. <laughs> we'll move on from that quickly. Uh Mitchell oh in Winston Salem is on the fixed NC or the Pirate Radio are live. Are we taking live. calls? Uh we are taking right. Mitchell's apparently. He's got the back line number, yeah. I guess. Mitchell, welcome.
6: <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. I specifically wanted to say Hey to Tony Hey Tony I was in school When you were down there In fact But we knew you as Anthony Back back then Yes sir I was, uh, I was in the marching band When you were on the football team And I've actually got um, I would pick up the torn jersey That you running backs have And I would go And sew them back up In the dorm room And I'm somewhere in a bag I've got your number 33 Wow from your, from your junior year If you'd like it back If I can find it I'd like it Uh yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> one and uh it it's got um I think I picked it up maybe at a Carolina game or a Duke game cuz it's got some blue on
10: Listen if 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 you find it I will sign it and you can and you can keep it how about that Wow
6: Oh sweet yeah and I I've got a Leander green one Yeah I've got a I got a Sutton one and I don't- Theodore. Eddie
10: Hicks Eddie Hicks yeah, yep yeah. Tony when did you make the change from Anthony to Tony what brought that on uh, when I got to New England, they they used to call me A C when I was that's what that was my Your name. Nickname. AC. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I got to New England They being ECU players. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, right. When I was in high school well, I, I was A C. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Collins. Right. <clears throat> and so when I got to New England, there was another guy on the team named Alan Clark. And they call him AC. Oh, there's already uh, an AC on the team. And so, can't have two ACs. I couldn't be AC because I'm the rookie. They said, no, you can't be AC. You got to be TC. And so, I'm, you know, I'm a rookie. I was like, I don't care what the hell you call me, <laughs> yeah. just as long as you call me. Right. And so, and then he left the next year, and I got stuck with Tony Collins. You had a great line the other day. I, was, <laughs> when I wasn't here. You were talking about
9: uh, going to class, and it was about back in the day. Do you remember that clip? I remember the conversation. I don't yeah. Remember the and line. you had a great one liner saying. About going to class? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. You had a like, in great, like, I forgot. you had all, I about wrecked my car laughing, but now I can't remember it. <laughs> can't remember it. Yeah.
3: Uh, anything else, Mitchell, by the way? Neither can you, evidently. <laughs> yeah. Nor, nor I. Don't I. Know, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was a line
9: you had talking about going to class uh, yeah. at ECU, but. But my
10: professor's not seeing me? <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> What, how, I forgot how you worded it, though. <laughs> what was it? So there it is. Say it again. I don't know how to say it.
3: They probably saw him on Saturday. <laughs> not in the They saw now. me on Saturday yeah. all the time, yeah. All yeah. right. Never Mid- mind. Mitchell, you got anything else?
10: Yeah, he
6: said... I got a C in that class. I'll see you maybe. I- <laughs> yeah, you may or may not see me. That's it. Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell's Thank like you. a show you the go, historian. Mitchell.
3: You got it. That's exactly what it is. He goes, I got a lot of Cs because you may see me, you may not see me. Uh, Mitchell, we did a show last May. Can you pull up the transcript from uh, something I said?
9: That, Way to go, Mitchell. That was pretty Mitchell, good. Mitchell, text me your number so I can have it when we can't remember stuff.
3: We need a good show historian. <laughs> All right. There's uh, Mitchell and Winston-Salem. Mitchell, got, good stuff, Got man. some of your old uh, torn up gear Yeah, there, man. Tony. Those are the days. Buddy. Send it to
9: the station, and we'll have Tony autograph it for you.
3: I like those old uh, clips of Earl Campbell running and his entire Terry jersey, jersey. man. That were cool <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Rips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike says Tony my, uh, needs to get one of those little police sirens so you're in your car and you can put it right on top. <laughs> just, hey, just turn it on and drive right through. Never <laughs> so, thought of that. Just, just pop, Roll down the window, pop
9: it on. But in Tony's case, it should be a purple light. It just goes, it's purple. Ah, there's Tony. Get well, out of the way. Yeah. Well, well
10: I get arrested for that.
9: Probably so, but. Well, it's purple. You'd get arrested if it was blue.
3: <laughs> we'll bail you out. Hey, would you, wouldn't you rather be in a nice uh, cell instead of stuck in traffic? Mm. (laughs) Would you rather? All right, Shirley, booty bag? Booty bag. Let's open it up. Booty. Booty, 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 booty
8: everywhere. Booty, 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 booty
3: booty everywhere. 317-1250 will make you a winner here on this Thursday. I mentioned earlier, this week has been long. This hour has gone by fast. Time flies when
10: you're having fun. Plus, you got some booty.
5: (laughs) <laughs> Shirley, what have we got today? Hold on. Let's go, to okay. our, let's go to our booty reporter, Shirley Rhodes. Keeper of the booty. Keeper of the booty. Yeah. I <laughs> have the keys to the booty. All right. <laughs> large two top piece, of courtesy of Domino's. All
3: right. Sounds good. 317 1250. Yeah. What we'll call? Eight. All right. Caller eight. Don't let it go to your booty. <laughs> 317 oh, 1250. A lot more of great humor like that when we return after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Congratulations to Robbie Sutton of Greenville, picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's, Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three toppings, uh, all three topping pieces are only $7.99 each for carry out only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
3: All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Uh, They're going to give it another go. More semi-pro football, Troy D. Remember the XFL, the AAF? Yeah. Well, the USFL. I saw the ads for this thing. Yeah, USFL yeah. is coming back. It's gonna uh, season will start in April, run through June, and they named uh, some of their first head coaches today. Some familiar names: Todd Haley, a uh, longtime offensive coordinator, was a head coach with the Chiefs, I believe. Kevin Sumlin. We saw him coach oh, yeah. live, Troy D. He lost in the Conference USA championship huh. with Houston when they played here at ECU. He was also the head coach at Arizona and A and M when they had Johnny Football, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Riley, I remember him with Oregon State. But these leagues have just not been able to succeed. They were going to have a couple last year. uh The Rock was involved with bringing the XFL back. But COVID yeah. took that away, I think. So well,
5: they postponed it. I think it's, it's not till 2023. Right. And Gene Chizik also is rumored to be uh, in talks with one of the teams in the USFL.
9: So they're gonna. I, I don't see their fate being any different than the other yeah. ones that have tried this before. Is it a spring football league? April to June. Yeah, they try just, to it just doesn't work. Yeah, for whatever reason. You know, just... I'm not uh, you know rooting against them, but it just no. doesn't seem to work for whatever reason. History shows. Yeah, it just has not worked all right uh you've had some big money people backing these things before yeah you've had vince mcmahon's organization that has a multi-billion dollar industry backing it the original xfl
3: lasted just one season right yeah, they came the, back. That yeah. didn't work. Then, they then the, the C, AAF.
9: The AAF had like CBS behind it. Yeah, you know, and Bryce
3: was part of that. And we still hadn't got the full Thanks. story, but he just talked about how dysfunctional it all was. Yeah, and guys were waiting on checks. But the guys
9: <laughs> that started it were major, like former executives, right? Media yep.
3: executives and stuff. I mean, knew what they were doing. Bill Pulling it too. Yeah, like they had football. Minds they had some involved. big
9: names in it. Some good name coaches too. But it's just, you know, the interest isn't there,
3: right. unfortunately. You can't force interest yeah. from even from football fans Correct, like us. You can't you know. fake it. Uh, week 18 is yeah. happening this week for the first time ever. I kind of wish we were on to the playoffs.
10: But. I know because week 18 is like uh, – are, are you going to start your starters? Are you going to set your starters? What are you going to do? Are you going to do this? You don't know who's going to win. You know, you, you, know, you never. Know who's I like the win. idea at first. Now I don't like the idea.
3: The now only I feel like it's
10: dragged on too long.
3: The only winner go home game really. Two teams that the winner is in is the Chargers and the Raiders. Right. That's winner the, to the playoffs. That's, that's
10: the only game that counts.
3: Yeah. So they put that one uh, Sunday night. Uh, who the Patriots got? Tony, I don't even know. We got the playing.
10: Dolphins uh, four twenty five,
3: and the Patriots are in. They're Regardless, just trying if to lo-
10: win or lose, we're in.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, And I, oh, I guess they can still win the division if they win and I, Buffalo if, loses. Yeah, Buffalo do, loses. But oh, do you have like home field advantage at stake, or you know, well, if, they, if,
10: if, if Buffalo, Buffalo loses. loses, yeah, so, yeah, so you yeah. have a reason to win. So yeah, they're yeah. going to try. But my, uh, New England is going to try to win the game. Absolutely. If
3: yeah. the playoffs started this weekend, though, we would get the rematch of Patriots and, uh, and in, Bills in, in, in Buffalo. In yeah. Buffalo. So, I saw you hit, broke out your Bills jersey
9: the other day. I yeah, I lost. I
10: lost a bet and had. To put the jersey on for a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Goes that way sometimes. Understand.
3: How about the Bengals?
10: uh, That's guaranteed. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. Let me tell you something, man. Cincinnati Bengals is a team to watch. I I watched them play against Kansas City last weekend. They were
3: flying up and down the field. The Boys can go. They're going to have a home playoff game because they won their division. The Tennessee Titans and Chiefs are fighting for the one seed in the AFC. Uh, Packers owner Aaron Rodgers. Uh excuse me, Bears owner. Yeah. Man, I messed that joke up. Yeah. Bears owner. Try again. Yeah. Bears owner Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Packers will have home field advantage I'm, in the NFC. I'm really hoping he makes a change with our general
9: manager first. I'm not as worried about head coach, but hopefully Aaron Rodgers.
3: Don't you wish he would focus more on the Bears problem? I think he
9: needs I think he knows he doesn't want traditionally, he's going with uh what former ownership used to do, wait till the end of the season before making a decision. So yeah. glad uh the new owner, Aaron
3: Rodgers, is keeping that tradition. Alive.
10: So, so, right now, who do you think is going to come out of the NFC? To Damn, I was
3: going to ask you that. So, <laughs> Aaron. Rod- so, the Packers are the one seed. Who's the best team other than them? And that answer changes every week. I know. So, it's the Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, Cardinals are the you nominees. It. It d- those. Right. It depends on the week. I'll one go. I'll go Rams, but I am nervous about Stafford playing in a big time playoff. Or game. Or could the Cowboys be getting hot at the right time? You oh, got, they just yeah, lost last you
10: got You got to be careful for Arizona. Get it out of the way. <laughs> you got to be careful for Arizona, too, man. Arizona's got a tough defense. And that's the thing. I, they're all pretty good, yeah, but I don't they think all it, have flaws. If you got to go through
9: Lambeau, though, I yeah, don't think anybody's going to beat Green I, 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 Bay. I got to go, go with Aaron
10: right now. But The, 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 tell you, the only to team me. that can beat them is Tampa Bay. I'm, that's the only team. Brady. Yeah. That's the only team that can but beat that's gonna be them. That's going to be tough on the road. It's the, that's the only team that can beat them.
3: I want yeah. to see the Rams or Cardinals get in, but the idea of an NFC championship, Brady and Lambeau versus Rodgers. That's exciting. That I mean, the NFL is yeah, pulling exciting, for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and probably they're pulling for the Cowboys to do something too, just because that'll get some eyeballs. But NFC playoffs uh, are going to be awesome. There are some a uh, few dud teams in with the Niners and maybe the Eagles. I don't know. I don't think they have much of a shot. But yeah.
9: Are I, you ready to be disappointed on the Washington football team name? Have you prepared Uh, yourself?
3: I think just no. I I know it's going to get crapped on no matter what. No, I'm not talking about what people think. I'm just saying your disappointment in it, like you're. uh, I've kind of resigned. My I mean, it's been going on for so long now. I've kind of resigned my fact to the. I wanted. I thought Red Wolves would be. I I think that's better than Admirals. I don't really like Admirals. I don't either.
9: That has like a Navy connotation to it. I know, and there's no tie-in. I
10: don't. I I know. See the Washington with the. I agree. The Washington Bucketheads. <laughs> what is that? A bucket head. What is a bucket head? Yeah. Google it up. You, if you got a bucket head, <laughs> you know how hard that's, you can hit. That's if you Tony's have a bucket head. Tony's uh, the word Washington for knuckleheads.
9: He I'm likes a, to call people bucket. I'm just head. see if there's the a,
10: Washington Bucketheads. It's a slang
3: term. That's that, a famous musician. That's, that's catchy, man. Why did Buckethead leave Guns and Roses? <laughs> that's a great question.
10: The Washington bucket Bucketheads. heads. All yeah.
3: right. Uh, no, I, I like commanders more than admirals. I don't love either one of them. But those are on the the short list apparently. So yeah, I was just I was trying to come up with something last night. Like, what would be
9: good? Would, because I like the idea of keeping the R, where you could still have that.
3: You know, red wolves, red hogs, red hogs. It's got to be red something. How about it, the
10: feathers? The Washington feathers. I don't
3: really like that. It sounds kind of soft, Tony. <laughs> yeah, we played feathers. the feathers this week. <laughs> Who was it? Powered out
10: with the
9: Washington Rednecks. Rednecks. I thought that. Now that would be one. You don't have a worry about a, a oh trademark God. violation of anything. So there's no team out there calling themselves the Rednecks right now. <laughs> You could have a great logo. You have the plumber, but like somebody's oh, going to
10: say, yeah. ha, with ha, a smoke you can't, in one hand. You can't, you can't call people rednecks, uh, so somebody's going to say something about No, I think we,
9: we could get representatives of the redneck nation to say this would be an honor to be recognized by the Washington rednecks.
4: You know, with the leaky sewage and stuff, y'all should be the Washington plumbers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> have a cool wrench logo, a wrench, and a, yeah. Uh, rednecks versus Cowboys would be a great yeah, game. Though. It's
9: kind of—it's almost really Redneck versus Redneck already totally when do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a new
3: rivalry is
9: born. That would be amazing. Rednecks Red- versus Cowboys, Monday Night
4: Football.
3: Well, we got a lot of respect for the Rednecks. <laughs> that Jerry Jones pumping up the game. It'd be a lot of fun.
4: Marty Smith from ESPN on
3: the call. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, Yeah, I don't know. To answer your question, Troy, it's going to be underwhelming, but yeah. I'm kind of glad to just get it over with, I guess. I wish the team was good. That's what I'm really concerned about. But uh, that's not going to happen either. In a few years. But it's funny that the
9: Washington changed their name. But I see uh, like Chicago Blackhawks, which is the NHL team. There's no discussion about changing that at all. There's no concern about that. There's no uproar about that. Well, like it's, well, is it because it's an NFL team and they get so much more attention?
3: they're may, maybe, maybe, maybe they have an agreement uh, an with the Blackhawks Nation. Yeah, like, like the, the Seminoles. Seminoles do. Right.
9: Yeah, like that's part of the, who they are to recognize them. and they Maybe bring so. them into well, the, the chiefs are still the chiefs. Chief, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, I'm just saying it's not all, and I guess because maybe that's considered also a derogatory term uh, to Native
3: Americans. That was yeah, part of the issue, too. I, and I don't know if it is or not. It is kind of weird it, to say, though. You don't hear a lot of like, like I don't call Tony black skin. Hey, black skin. Right. I don't call yeah. Troy white skin. It is kind of weird. Yeah. So, I don't know if they just wanted to move away from it all. Pro- probably. I guess that was part of it both issues so anyway tis what it is i don't know it's interesting though you don't see it's rare for change names they are changing the indians to the guardians and washington i guess to their credit too with the they don't want to have the trademark issues because the cleveland guardians are already getting sued by like some minor league hockey team or something Oh, really yeah they'll settle that because of that name that team
9: just wants money they'll
3: fix that they'll end up both keeping the name and then they'll sell sure and they'll probably get some yeah and daniel snyder doesn't want to give out any more money but
9: sometimes it's the way you you can't trademark just a name it's the way you write the name it's the color of the name like pirates is a perfect example there's hundreds of pirates across the country when it comes to high school college pro there's pirates at every level you know you can't it's not the name it's the way you use the name right we can't
3: use the uh pittsburgh logo right correct exactly seton hall or whatever that's right pirates is a great name yeah what what about the washington pirates there's already the bucks but yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know if you go to that uh, washington red swords Oh, no,
9: what's a red sword? Exactly. Yeah, You'd have no uh, conflict. It would be a sword that's red. <laughs> Why not bucket lights? So <This> is,
10: is, <laughs> we go with red, red, like, moved
9: on from bucket. Might as well go with bucket. I, can, heads. Look, I just gave that to them for free. They're paying some marketing company ten billion dollars to come up with
3: some crappy name and logo. The red swords. The red swords. No. be kick ass right sounds like there. sores red sores like some you get well your sometimes butt.
9: you play like red source, <laughs> <laughs> so it could go both ways all
3: right uh, playoffs coming up next week by the way uh, speaking of the, the the biggest game this week it will be uh, Chargers Raiders Zay Jones had a monster game mm. on Sunday it- Uh Linville Joseph on the Charger side. We were talking about this with Igo. Linville's kind of getting up there in his career. He'll probably get another contract or two, maybe one year deals. Yeah. You think he was gonna get a couple? How old is he now? Like maybe a couple of one year deals. I'm saying he'll get a one year deal next year and maybe nine,
10: ten years now, right?
3: Yeah. Close. He left here in oh nine. Yeah. But he's still good so I mean he's he's
10: still playing still still a factor so he's trying to
3: make another championship run he got a Super Bowl early on in his career with the Giants right so trying to get one more but it'll be Zay versus Linville Sunday night right here on Pirate Radio yeah (laughs) cool tie in there Tony how about the uh, championship Bama and Georgia rematch
10: I mean I'm gonna tell you you know I think it's gonna be a good game but I just can't see Georgia sticking with Bama they just got too much Offensively,
3: Georgia has been like unbe- untouchable other than one game this year, and that was when they got rolled by Bama. Yeah. Like it's, and everybody before, Georgia was a big favorite in that game. They're, they're favorites in this game, by the points. I know. I,
10: that that I don't understand. How can they be favored when Alabama put a beating on them? How,
9: how would you, you play know. that clip? Anyway. Because it almost seems like uh, too good to be true. Is it a sucker bet?
3: It's like. Are they baiting you almost? To this, take Alabama? This is very. This is very like just normal man thinking. Anytime Bama is an underdog, just take Bama, right? And you won't feel bad about it, right?
9: And you're getting point. Like you're getting, you're getting like, three points. May, yeah.
3: Maybe Georgia wins, and you're like, well, dang. But if you, if you didn't take Bama as an underdog, and Georgia gets smoked. You're like I am a moron. You're gonna look in the mirror and say you're an idiot. Yeah, because you did not take Alabama in a championship game I just, Nick Saban. You know what I'm man, saying? Man, I gotta tell you,
9: that's hard to pass up, right
3: there. I know it is. And and look, yeah. Georgia's great. I mean, they they dominated. But this Michigan. is this is why the sports books,
9: especially in Vegas or like a Taj Mahal, because people load up on stuff like this. Oh yeah and then you think you've got to figure it out <laughs>
3: and then you get to start to think well, then you so burned. what are they telling me what do i need to do and then you start doing brain tricks on yourself i know i've been burned by this in vegas before <laughs>
10: somebody's gonna make some it's... money and somebody's gonna lose some money <laughs> like this
9: is this is a no-brainer there is never such thing as a no-brainer when it comes to sports betting
3: yeah I mean, heck, the people were surprised, myself included. I had Tulane a favorite last night. East Carolina was a favorite, and then it went to a pick'em. Yeah. But we're talking about a two and zero, and
9: actually, how appropriate was that? Because it went to overtime. Yeah. I so mean, it really it was, was that close.
3: But a two and zero Tulane team that had just beaten Memphis and Cincinnati comes in to play a team that hadn't played in two weeks. Yeah. And you're like, well, why is this the line? This doesn't. But I ag- I agree with you. That's why. I, and that's I'm is. glad I would have lost my <laughs> yeah right if
9: I had taken that game.
3: Right. Uh, Let's get our final break in. We'll come back, wrap it up. Hey, we'll see if Tony's got any uh, guarantees to start out 2022. Don't we have some pending from last
9: year? I won my last guarantee. I'm I'm glad to announce. You guaranteed the bowl
3: game. It
10: didn't
9: happen, so that's
3: a busted guarantee. No.
9: (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't even guarantee they'd play, Tony.
3: I'm glad you didn't do that. That would have been bad. I know, right? Uh, We'll take a timeout, come back, more to go after this.
1: I'm gonna go You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. It was a tough day for the stock market today. The Dow was down 170 points and closed at 36,236. NASDAQ was down 19 at 15,080, and the S&P fell four points and closed out at 4,696. That is a look at your uh, stock market report brought to you by Wells Fargo Advisors. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock.
3: All right, I Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, we are talking about it during the break Uh Troy, January 6th, this is the anniversary of a uh, day I'd like to forget. A day that uh, changed everything. What a a, a nightmare. Yeah, of course. uh, It's probably one of the worst days of my life. What happened? Uh, The double doink.
5: I thought it was the double doink (laughs) day. Happy double doink day for those
6: that recognize
3: it. It was
10: the
9: double doink
10: heard around the nation. (laughs) I thought you guys were talking about the White House. No, man, this is a
9: lot more important. Come on.
3: And i don't think it was the <laughs> House either tony yeah it was Capitol. whatever
10: yeah <laughs> <laughs> wherever they were at
3: well uh, good i'm glad you did that was the setup that we were going yeah for perfect there. that was the bait and switch right there tony yeah. enjoyed it if nobody else
9: did yes that was what three years ago clip 2019 yep oh, man i took my dad to that game you were there we yeah. saw that your first play-
10: that was a playoff game
9: that was a playoff game yeah. wow yeah how far we've fallen since then that really changed everything because if they didn't, if they made that, they would have moved on to the NFC Championship, and who knows, could have been a Super Bowl run, could have got hot. Hmm.
3: But now here we are. Oh yeah, because the Eagles, that was their with Nick Foles yep. Super Bowl year, I guess. Yeah, so. and how ironic, he's our guy now. Pack up. <laughs> wow, that's third string in the league. <laughs> can't beat him, em, join him. Em.
9: Uh, yeah, I forgot about that, man. I can't believe it's still. I've never been more depressed at a pro football game than that.
4: Where's Cody Parkey? that's
9: the question Mm, i've got some choice words for lee d's
4: got them tied up uh, always and how
9: (laughs) 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 hope he is miserable
3: somewhere (laughs) Um, because he has made us miserable real quick tony i i I didn't bring this up because it's never going to happen but just just hear me out this is a scenario chad asked so if the jaguars beat the colts and the colts have not won in jacksonville since 2014 okay so just throwing that out there okay if the Jaguars beat the Colts, the Chargers and the Raiders can both make the playoffs if they tie. So, do you ever see a scenario where NFL coaches and players could make a deal and say, look, guys, tie on purpose? We're just going to tie. We're both going to go to the playoffs. 100% chance of going. Just do this. We'll all agree to it and we'll all go to the playoffs. What would you think as a player if your coach came to you and asked you if you would do that? I'd be like, what? Are
9: you
10: serious? I mean,
9: I I thought about that (laughs) clip, and I think (laughs) Tony's— I think there's too many moving pieces, too many people involved to have to do it. You'd never be able to get agreement on that. Then, too many people could be like, "No way, nah, we're not be doing like, that." Hell no! I
10: All
3: don't right, think so, you get the buy into the players. So you do it for uh, like three quarters, and then, and then the fourth quarter, somebody's like, "Hey, run it, run!" it. Exactly. Run right and, right and
9: even if you got the buy into your team, I think the other team may pull a fast one
3: on it. It would be fascinating know. to watch. I'll say yeah. that like a game of chicken, right? Like who's <laughs> going to yeah. flinch? So anyway, and how do you do it?
9: You just take take a knee every time, and then you just keep handing the ball off to the other team.
3: I mean, Roger Goodell would lose his mind. Kick them both out of the playoffs probably. there's probably fines
9: and because yeah. you almost you'd be uh it what's that called? You you'd be
3: um jeopardized. I know what you're trying to say. The, the integrity of the game. Yeah. You, you'd be ruining the integrity whatever. The
9: outcome would be predetermined. Yeah. All the bets would be off,
3: you know, they would throw it out of the
9: you know, the
5: book. compromising the integrity of the game. Yeah.
9: yeah, I just don't think they can do it just a, it, a
10: scenario it, it, it would never happen
3: anyway you yeah know? I don't think so Tony uh, any guarantees for us on this first show of 2022 for
10: you I, I you know what I I can I can say this I, I um, Aaron Rodgers will be in the NFC uh, championship game okay don't know who they're going to play. So
3: they got to win one game for that to happen. right? right? Well, so way to go not, out on the ledge.
10: Not, that's not a big guarantee, but I, I guarantee this. Uh, the New England Patriots, whoever they play in the first round, whoever they play in the first round, they're going to win. So I got two guarantees. There's the there. guarantee. All right. All right. Oh. Patriots. Whoever in that Packers first game.
3: Packers get to the, the NFC, NFC championship. championship. All right. Mitchell, remember those. We'll forget.
9: It's kind, of, it's kind of a win. It's kind of like a guarantee parlay. It's like a two team parlay guarantee. Much. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah. I like your chances All on right. those, especially if somehow the Bills, but the Bills play the Jets this week, right? Yeah, they're
10: not going to lose yeah. against the It'd Jets. It'd help if it was in Gillette. All right,
3: Tony, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Enjoyed it. Troy D, we'll see you Monday. Sounds good. Look forward am to I, it. Am I
10: coming back next week? Are you guys going to remind me?
9: Yeah, oh, I'd love to have you back. <laughs> I did get a, uh, can I mention a big guest announcement for Monday? Oh yeah, can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, Arn. A lot of folks may remember Arn Anderson. They're listening to us. Arn Anderson's son is a big time wrestler with AEW. They will be in Raleigh Raleigh. Wednesday night next week. Uh, We are going to be talking to Arn Anderson. I believe. I don't think we are. I'm sorry, Arn Anderson's (laughs) son. We're talking to Brock Anderson. Brock, yeah, his son. AEW, yes. All uh, on wrestling. Monday, on Monday, yeah, I think that's a great
10: get. It is, yes, that's awesome. Arns kid, not Arns son. Yeah, right. Hey, I look going, excited. I'm going to a hockey game this weekend too. Really? Yeah, I am.
3: Ski and hockey. Wait, who's taking? Are you for sure? Free? There's yeah. no way you're
10: paying for hockey tickets. Absolutely not. Oh, I know.
3: <laughs> Although you did tell me you're going to be in the regular people's seats, right?
10: At uh, the hockey game? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it. Uh, see, if I took you to a hockey but, game, I would get you but, the sweet. But they're gonna be good seats, though, from what I hear.
3: I like that, Troy. If you took him to a game, we'll take him to a game.
10: I'll see. I mean,
3: uh, if I took, I took to, you, yeah, I'd have to, to call in some chips
9: for my friends that have the sweet. <laughs> hey, hey, Troy. <laughs> I have to wait till I owe you a favor. Don't call me; I'll call you.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Enjoy your hockey,
9: yeah. See if you get free popcorn there, buddy.
3: <laughs> well,
6: uh, I got an
9: answer for you. You won't. It'll be 10 bucks a buckethead.
6: <laughs>
3: we'll see you, uh, Buckethead. Uh, see you Friday. The Washington Buckethead. Washington Buckethead. You heard it
1: here <laughs> first. We'll see you Friday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.